We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. From the Clark Ford Studio in Oxford, Mississippi, MBW Digital proudly presents the Oxford Exxon Podcast. I'd say thanks for tuning in. But why am I going to give you a round of applause for something you're supposed to do, to be frank? And now, here are your hosts, Chase Parham. And broadcast school has really paid off. And Neil McCready. I deserve to be on TV. Welcome to the MPW Digital Post Game Show, presented by the College Corner. I'm Neil McCready. Ole Miss is the national champion. Ole Miss scores two in the, uh, I guess three, I should say, three in the eighth inning. To uh, overcome a two-to-one deficit, they win four-to-two. The Rebels, the national champion for the first time ever in the program's history, Ole Miss sweeps Oklahoma. Uh, we'll we'll talk about it throughout the course of the show. Jeffrey Wright will join. Uh, he's not in Omaha. Then we'll go to people who are in Omaha. Assuming we can get them, we'll get Brian Rippey. And listen, it's going to take a minute for Chase Parham to uh, get back to us. There's a lot of uh, post-game stuff for him to do, so it might take a little while. We'll take your calls in the interim. Be patient with waiting for Chase. I suspect you're in such a good mood that it really doesn't matter. Um, let me tell you this. This story, this uh, this podcast, this post-game show throughout the postseason has been brought to you by the College Corner. It's collegecornerstore.com. I talked to Scott Wern a little earlier today, texted to be – uh, official. He says, go to collegecornerstore.com, search for Ole Miss National Champions in their search. The link's going to be on Facebook, on Twitter, on Instagram. It's going to be on the site, of course. They have 60 items that are up right now. There'll be another 20 or so up uh, after the game into tomorrow. Just keep checking social media. Keep checking the site. Make sure that you get your Ole Miss National Championship gear from the people at College Corner. It's collegecornerstore.com. They've been great to us throughout this postseason. Scott and the people there are making these shows possible. We've done one of these shows after the Southern Miss final game. We did one after the win over Auburn, the win over Arkansas, the loss to Arkansas, the win over Arkansas, and now both wins over Oklahoma. So, Big step up from those guys. We really appreciate it. I hope you guys do too. So go to collegecornerstore.com. Again, search Ole Miss National Champions in the search bar, and you'll get right to all the gear. And uh, it's your first national championship in a long time. I suspect you're going to buy a lot of gear. You should. And it's there at collegecornerstore.com. 
Let me touch on a couple other things. I know we're going to get to calls. We're going to get to all that stuff, and I want to do that. But let me take care of the people who take care of us real quick here on a podcast that I have a feeling a lot of people will listen to. We've been brought to you in the postseason Chase's trip out to Omaha, one that will end up lasting nine days, I think. Uh, It has been aided quite a bit by the people at the Clearwater Group. Clearwater Group, if you're ever dealing with government, if you have an issue where you need to consult government, if you have an issue where you need uh, lobbying help, whatever the case may be, get in touch with the people at the Clearwater Group. It's clearwatergroup.ms. Austin Barber and the people there have been uh, friends of this podcast, of our website, rebelgrove.com, for a long time. They helped with Sugar Bowl coverage, and uh, they helped this week with what was a very expensive trip to Omaha, Nebraska. Not complaining. We're blessed to do what we do. We're super happy to do what we do, but it's expensive. And in April, we did not have this in the budget. So, um, they'll, and yeah, Hardman says there, there are only four items you can find on the site. They'll be a- adding items literally by the minute, by the hour here, now that the game is over and Ole Miss is the national champion. You can't put that stuff up on the site until the, the championship is complete. And I think Scott's in Omaha, so his people are doing that as we speak. So keep checking. It, uh, there's going to be a lot, of, a lot of material there for you guys. We've also been uh, aided by Corinth Dental. It's CorinthDental.com. Um, if, you are, um, if you're looking for um, Invisalign, looking for ways to enhance your smile, go to the people at CorinthDental.com. You get a no-cost digital scan of your teeth, and um, they can help you make that step to give yourself some more confidence and that kind of thing as it pertains to your teeth and your smile. Again, CorinthDental.com. Uh, This will be the Monday Oxford Exxon podcast. The Oxford Exxon has sponsored our podcast for the better part of 11 years now. It's the first time in 11 years that we've had a national championship to talk about on a podcast, but they've been with us through the ups and the downs and all of that. It's uh, the Oxford Exxon Highway 6 West in Oxford, right next door to the Oxford Crystal. Always a great place to fill up uh, your vehicle. Also go in, fill yourself up. Great snacks, plate lunches beer selection, soda, all that stuff there at the Oxford Exxon Highway 6 West in Oxford. I'm coming to you from the Clark Ford studio. Clark Ford is in Amory, Mississippi, 662-257-1900. That number, call it. Ask for Corey Clark. Tell Corey what Ford product you're looking for. He'll send you a quote within 15 minutes in business hours. Right to the bottom line, there's no hassle, there's no haggle. You get your quote. The rest completely up to you. You can shop that quote around. You can do what I've done, what I recommend that you do, and that's hop into a Clark Ford today, 662-257-1900. Great service, great products. The people at Clark Ford want to be your car guy. They want to be your truck guy. They'll prove to you what that means when you make the call, 662-257-1900. Guest, join us on the Rafters Music and Food Hotline. Rafters is... um, on the square in Oxford, great place to grab a burger, a po' boy, an appetizer. I suspect at some point in the next uh, couple of days or up to a week, there's going to be a national championship celebration. If you're coming to town for that, stop by Rafters, grab a burger, a po' boy, an appetizer. They have great beer selection, full bar and more. All of that at Rafters on the square in Oxford. Also Rafters in New Albany and Rafters on the water out at Sardis. Uh, also, uh, Dead Soxie has a championship um celebration 35 percent off on their site um you can get the beer shower socks all the other team themed socks at uh, deadsoxy.com 35 percent off with the promo code rebel grove feel like i'm catching up here for a minute thank you very much charles gardner for the super chat 
awfully nice of you. We certainly appreciate it. Uh, it's been it's been fun to do these shows, game after game after game, not necessarily knowing where this thing was going, but it, it went all the way to a national championship. Our big thanks to Russell Harris as well. Thank you for the super chat with the crying emoji. Says so proud. You should be, and it's okay to cry when your team wins a championship because championships, have, as I've said many many times, are hard to come by. Championships are precious, and um, you should be excited. Thank you to Pocket Watch for the uh, starting us off with the super chat. Can't wait to see how pumped Neil is. He says, I am super pumped for you guys. I'll be perfectly honest. I'm fired up for you guys. Uh, thank you to 95 Ole Miss Rebel. He says, hotty toddy, I've waited 30 years for this since I came to Ole Miss in 1992. Yeah, I mean, and who would have thought this would be the team? I wrote about it in 10 Weekend Thoughts. That's up at rebelgrove.com. The first word that I wrote was destiny. Because it just kind of began to feel like destiny. I wrote about, um, hell, to be honest, I'm not sure what it was I wrote about. I need to go find it. I wrote uh, <laughs> I wrote about this team just finding different ways to win. Today was the Jacob Gonzalez game, as Eosi says in the, in the, on the site. Today was, um, it was the Hunter Elliott game. The kid for Oklahoma, I'm going to pull up the box score here. I'm going to get to Jeffrey in a minute. Let me do this. I've been doing this after every show. I think this is so important to note. Ole Miss wins a national title on a day when Cade Horton for Oklahoma was absolutely fantastic. Cade Horton goes seven and a third, gives up four hits, two runs. They were earned, no walks, struck out 13. Trevin Michael comes in, a very accomplished closer for Oklahoma, and Ole Miss got him. Ole Miss got him. In the eighth inning, he goes two-thirds of an inning, gives up two hits, two runs. They were both earned, didn't walk anyone, didn't strike out anyone. Horton threw 107 pitches, 79 for strikes. Um, Michael only threw 12 pitches. He got hit hard. For uh, Ole Miss today, just a team effort. Um, Hunter Elliott got the start, went into the seventh inning, went six and two-thirds, gave up three hits, two runs. They were both earned, walked two, struck out six. Mason Nichols. Uh, struggled a little bit, faced one hitter, walked him. Um, and then uh, John Gaddis came in. I thought Gaddis was terrific again. One and a third. I need to refresh this. One and a third. He gave up uh, nothing, walked one, struck out two. And uh, Brandon Johnson pitched the ninth, looked super sharp. Mike Bianco really managed the bullpen well throughout this postseason. Brandon Johnson was fresh. He goes an inning, gives up nothing, strikes out three. Uh, Elliott threw 96 pitches, 60 for strikes. Uh, Gaddis threw eight pitches. I'm sorry, Nichols threw eight pitches, two for strikes. Gaddis threw 22 pitches, 12 for strikes. And Johnson threw 14 pitches in a ninth inning that Ole Miss fans will remember for the rest of their lives, striking out 10. Jacob Gonzalez uh, hit a homer today, his um, first of the College World Series, his 18th of the season. Uh, Ole Miss at the plate. Uh, Bench was one for four. Gonzalez, three for four. Two runs scored, two runs driven in. Really came through on a huge day. Kevin Graham had a hit. TJ McCants had a huge hit in the eighth. Uh, Ole Miss only had six hits, but they made them count when they got them. Again, Ole Miss wins four to two. The Rebels are national champions. It's over. You guys have every reason to celebrate. You can stop stressing. It was a hell of a game. Oklahoma, to its everlasting credit, fought. Uh, Ole Miss took a one nothing lead in the sixth on Gonzalez's home run. Oklahoma got two in the seventh and uh, forced Ole Miss to win it on offense in the eighth, and the Rebels did just that, getting three in the eighth. 
Brandon Johnson, perfect in the ninth with three strikeouts. Ole Miss is your national champion. Let's see. Uh, I know I missed a couple of Super Chats there just talking. Chuck C. with the Super Chat. Thank you, my friend. That's very nice of you. We certainly appreciate it. Uh, Dax Barron with the Super Chat. Thank you so much. He says, you guys are the best. Share some with BSR. He's a great part of your team also. Yeah, Brian is a, a big part of our team. I was actually looking at some podcast numbers today, and uh, he's getting huge numbers on his podcast that we were smart enough to put on MPW Digital several months ago. So, yeah, uh, let's see. I'm going to go do this. I'm trying to kind of collect my thoughts as we get started with what promises to be a pretty long show. I'm going to get Jeffrey on. Again, it's going to take some time probably to get Brian on. It's going to take even more time to get uh, to get uh, Chase on. I'll repeat this again about the college corner. It's probably going to take them a little bit, like a few minutes, hours, or whatever. Just keep checking. But um, – I was like, like I said, I talked to Scott Wern from College Corner today, and he said, search Ole Miss National Champions. The link will be on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. You can follow them there. They're roughly 60 items up, but he said there will be, I think he was referring to previous College World Series items. It's going to be another 20 or so national championship items that can start being added after the game's over. It might take as long as into tomorrow to get them. Some of the of the logos are confidential, so they can't put them up until the game's officially over. It's been over less than an hour. So just keep checking social media. Keep checking their site. It's going to be there, and um, they'll take great care of you. Um, yeah, I agree with Larry Joe. He says, could not write a better story. All the way back from Mike Bianco and LSU back this time a year ago to where we are today, it's, it's, it's really remarkable. I, I, I know I was, I was talking about what I wrote. Uh, what I wrote was about this being a team of destiny. I wrote about, this is all at Rebel, in fact, I'll put the link in the thread so you guys can see it if you want something to kind of look at as we're waiting for Chase's content, which I'm sure will be spectacular. Um, see, so here's a link to rebelgrove.com. It's free. If you're not a subscriber, you'll be able to read that. And if you're not a subscriber, today would be a wonderful day to subscribe to rebelgrove.com. We'll have content We've had content through, from Omaha all week. We'll have post post game content as well, obviously from Chase. And um, also, do me a favor while we get started. I always forget to say this: hit the like button, push the like button. Uh, there's 524 of you in here right now. Hit the like button. We're gonna have a lot more. We got 52 likes already. We're up to 636 actually as we speak. Hit the like button. We'd appreciate that if you're not a subscriber to Rebel Grove. I'm, to, I'm sorry to MPW Digital to this particular youtube channel please hit that hit the subscribe button it's free doesn't cost you anything it helps us though we're super close to five thousand. like we're just within just a handful from five thousand subscribers which lets us go to kind of another level with some of the things that we do we're working on some things with our podcast network that's we're, we're super excited about it's going to help us do some things so help us out today just hit the like button hit the subscribe button if you're not a subscriber to rebelgrove.com give it a shot Ole Miss football comes up and uh pre preseason content starts in earnest with media days although really kicks in in August it's going to be a very interesting football season it's a football team that's got a chance to get off to a huge start they've got a very difficult close to their season but it's a talented team they've got an official visitor on campus right now there's a lot going on so subscribe to rebelgrove.com if you would We'd love to have you. Give it a shot. The um, price of rebelgrove.com is the same as it was 
the last time Ole Miss won a national champion in a major championship in a major sport. Hell, it's the same price as it was when George Washington took the first oath of office. No inflation at rebelgrove.com. You'll love that. All right, I'm gonna get uh, I'm gonna get Jeffrey on. People are saying they're in tears. I understand completely. Um, it's an exciting time for you guys. What a what an incredible what an incredible game. And you know this team just found different ways to win, and that's what great teams do. That's what championship teams do. And this is a uh, this is a champion. So I'm gonna get Jeffrey on now. Yeah. Hey, Jeffrey, how are you? Oh, I am well. Uh, my wife uh, cried more today than on our wedding day. Well, that's okay. It's a championship. Um, she won a championship today. Yeah, I got yelled at for... Uh, I was getting yelled at just for no reason. Like, this... Tell you what. Let's just say uh, 460 North Mendenhall was uh, was quite, uh, quite the emotional uh, basket case today. Let's talk about uh, today's game a little bit, then we'll dive into what what it all means. I, I thought I thought it was fitting to win the way that they did today. You know, it's it's in some ways it's been so storybook that um they haven't really had a lot of drama. Um, I well, was, I mean, I, I mean, I don't know if you saw, but I put on Twitter. I made sure to double check. Entering today, Ole Miss, when trailing after seven, was zero and twenty. They are now one in twenty, and they are right? now national champions. That's unbelievable. Um, yeah, I just you kind of sensed today was um, going to be a challenge. You knew the kid for Oklahoma was was very talented on the mound, and he was he was terrific. Um, he struck out thirteen, didn't walk anybody, but they hung in there. Hunter Elliott was very very good. He kept throwing up zeros. He allowed them to stay in the game, to figure him out, to wear him down a little bit, to get into that bullpen, and then. Um, in the eighth, McCants got a big hit. I'm, I'm trying to remember who else got the big hit before. Uh, so it was McCants, then bench. McCants, then bench. That's right. McCants was pinch hitting. It was McCants, then bench. They no, got, McCants, McCants, you know, he started today because it was a left. Oh, right, that's right. He was right at the bottom. I, I, forgive me. He was at the bottom of the lineup. Yeah. And uh, and then. You know, I, I, listen, I know you're emotional. Your Cubs just had a big walk-off win, you know, or not a walk-off, I guess, but. An extra inning win against the Cardinals. I know you're emotional. That, that that is emotional. I can honestly say I did not watch one pitch of uh, I did not watch one pitch of of, of the Cubs today. Um, but then you know Gonzalez, who's kind of had a, a struggling College World Series, he hasn't looked like himself at times. Today he was fantastic. A huge home run, the big hit in the eighth to tie it. And once that happened, I thought I don't know how I don't know how they're going to take the lead here, but they're going to take the lead here. There was no doubt in my mind. And they score on a couple of wild pitches, a mix-up, whatever. It wouldn't have matter. I'm telling you, it wouldn't have mattered had had Oklahoma not had wild pitches. They were going yeah. to get a hit. They were going to get a sacrifice fly. Somebody, I, I, I told Laura, I said, if Elko hits a home run right here, I stop believing this story. I just, I just go, nope. This is that- yeah. At a certain point, you just go like, okay, where's Kristoff? <laughs> yeah, and and instead they get it on wild pitches. Oklahoma, the crowd, I thought was a factor. I, I give the Ole Miss fans a ton of credit, man. You guys took I don't know seventy five gazillion people to Omaha, and you were so loud. Whatever the stadium holds, just subtract twenty. Yeah, I mean, it, and and then add another five hundred because. Yeah, very clearly the, the yeah the people that worked the gates finally just said screw it come in 
I mean, there were so many people there, so much powder blue and, and, and navy blue and, and, and the Ole Miss red. And it was so I mean, loud. It was unbelievable even to see, you know, when SEC Network had, you know, like the pregame coverage, it was like 25 minutes before the game and it's already full. Yeah, it was unbelievable. You know, Kyle Peterson, who I thought does a great job broadcasting college baseball, he says, it feels like Oxford here. And I wrote this in 10 Weekend Thoughts. I'm like, respectfully, no. No, it's different than even Oxford. It's different than even Swayze on a crazy day. It's It was different. It, it's, it speaks volumes to the Ole Miss fan base. It, it really does. To you guys' credit, I mean, no one – let no one ever tell you anything about you being small time or anything like that. That – that was incredible uh, how many people were in that stadium, as loud as they were, as much as they rallied that team. You know, in the in the seventh when Oklahoma got a couple of runs and you knew that closer was out there, it would have been easy for them to go, oh, God, this is we're, – we're, we're, and they didn't – they just – this team doesn't have tight in their DNA. Maybe they did earlier in the year. I don't know. But they don't now. They, they just you – know, I, I wrote about – I wrote about that today is that it just – the, the, there's so many advantages that they that they just sort of took advantage of over the course of the postseason, and this team got a second life. And man, they just sort of—it's like a country music song, right? I mean, you know, you get a second chance, and you just start live like you're dying or whatever. I mean, you just do everything you ever wanted to do. Yeah, jump out of a plane, sure, why not? I mean, they they just they had a new lease on life, and man, they capitalized on it just completely. Neil McCready, big Tim McGraw guy, noted. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, I think I think the other thing that was amazing to me today, you know, we, we kind of talked about it. Every single guy, it felt like that was a part of this team, you know, in some, you know, in some capacity as a contributor. It felt like every single guy had a moment like last night. Obviously, McCants has his big moment. And today, I really did feel like the fact that he got that one out single that just felt like such an added bonus. You know what I mean? Because sure. he has struggled so much, but also, uh, you know what I mean? Like, I just feel like it was a, a great opportunity. Credit to Mike. I thought that was really smart to put the hit and run on because I did too. Finch has had so much back control all this whole tournament. I yeah. felt like he is just really saw, saw the baseball and McCants didn't, you know, hits the bag at two, doesn't even stop. And so I, I think that was massive because, you know, to your point about the crowd, like I thought the crowd lifted Ole Miss, and then I think we saw multiple opportunities in which the crowd rattled Oklahoma, and and, and I definitely think that made a difference. And it just the thing that truly amazed me about this team, particularly during the Omaha portion, was every time somebody had an opportunity to rise to the occasion, he did. It's like. Yeah, you know, can you really think of someone that didn't have a moment? You know what I mean? Like it, that's that's no. what's amazing. Like if you're Mike Bianco, the thing that's so satisfying about this, other than probably step, you know, you know, sticking it up about fifteen thousand people's asses <laughs> and saying like literally, how you like me now? Yeah, which I, I would do, but he's classy. <laughs> yeah. um, Mike won't. Yeah, yeah, no, I mean he won't. Like that's the thing, and you know. Other than that, I think the thing you have to be so proud about is, God, when you gave somebody an opportunity, it felt like this entire tournament they just went and like had a career night. Yeah, and 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 even when the, the guy that they went against had a kind of a career day, they just overcame it. I mean, you know, 
Well, I do think it was bad. I, I know the, I know the closer's an All-American. I've never seen guys so happy to get into a batter's box. You know what I mean? Like, it was just, yeah. oh, thank God he's out of there. They were happy like, when to you get... Fi- when you finally get rid of the guy that's just been just nails all day, it's like, oh, thank God he's gone. Yeah, that dude had an electric fastball, man. He was... Well, and then that slider was just... Yeah, it's, he, 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 he was... Like a spike pitch. Someone was like, why are we not making contact? I'm like, you are watching what he's throwing, right? I mean... No, it was almost like, how did they make... Like, when Gonzalez hit it out, it's like, what the hell? How did he do that? Yeah, he was starting to... He was maybe starting to fatigue a little and Jacob had had some good swings throughout the day. Let me, let me thank a few people here real quick. Steven, uh, Blaylock. Thank you so much for the super chat. Really appreciate that. Uh, KBN. It's very generous of you, sir. Thank you very much. Or ma'am, I shouldn't assume, sir. Uh, and the regulator as well. Thank you so much for the super chat. Jonathan Jennings with the super chat. Really appreciate you as well. It's awfully kind of you. Daniel Brooks, uh, another big super chat. Thank you, Daniel. Thanks to all of you for uh, that, for being in the thread, for kind of going along with us on this ride. And, you know, I, I was thinking this morning, like, you know, Jeffrey, what I was, what kind of angles I was going to take. Cause I knew I would have 10 thoughts up and I thought if I was efficient enough that I could get it up. That's what she said. I could get 10, 10 weekend thoughts up before, you know, I hit the play button on this because this was going to occupy me for several hours. And the, the big thought that I had was just, I don't know, there's no disrespect towards Oklahoma at all, but the more I went back and looked at it, the more I thought when you tell the story of this team, you know, you're always looking for that um, that point of conflict and like a story arc where, okay, here's this moment where it could all fall apart. And I think, I think for Ole Miss, that moment was Wednesday night coming back Thursday and I thought they won the national championship on Thursday I'm more and more convinced of it by the minute Dylan DeLucia won the national championship he was the college world series most outstanding player or valuable player I'm not sure what the title is but he got the head honcho thing and then I thought this this weekend was just a party and a coronation more than it was anything else I don't think Oklahoma had any chance no I I think you're right I think I think they knew when they won on Thursday afternoon they just won a national title you know what I mean? Like they had to go out. They had to go out and play well enough. But I mean, I don't feel like today the the Rebels played particularly well. Do you? Um, I think they played well enough. They were a little sloppy in some spots. You know, you're playing for a national championship. I don't care what anybody says. Your heart rate's going a little bit faster. You, I mean, walking out of the hotel, there's like eight gazillion people waiting on you. You know, at that moment, hey, this is not the Saturday game against LSU. No, I, I guess my, my larger point is. I think had this gone to even gone to Monday, I think Ole Miss was winning. You know what I mean? Like yeah, I, I don't. I do too. I, I just I think I think in the end, I think the reason why you and I both felt the way that we did when they when when you said you told Laura, I don't care what happens, Ole Miss is going to score. Didn't it just feel like Ole Miss was just better? Yeah, they, like, they, a better they, baseball. They were better. I mean, they were better. They 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 had overcome the one team in their bracket who, because of their DNA was a threat. I think DNA, I think familiarity, and, like, let's be real. They're good. I mean, Dave, Dave Van Horn and Mike Bianco run pretty similar programs. I mean, Very similar. I think the one, the one difference is Dave's allowed to bring in more players because of some institutional, you know what I mean? But, like, that, that's yeah. really about it. Like, that's, they, they, I think they both view, view, I think they both have the utmost respect for one another because I think they like how the other does it. Yeah, the fan bases hate one another. The two teams, yeah. the two teams look at each other and they kind of see a mirror. 
Yeah. Yeah, they do things so similar. But yeah, I agree with you. And I, I wrote it today. I, I just thought they won the national championship on Thursday. It's it's what it's what great teams do is that not only do they win the games they're supposed to win, but they win the games where the other team answers the bell. You know, Arkansas answered the bell on Thursday. Oklahoma, to its everlasting credit, answered the bell today. They're up two to one in the eighth inning with one out. They're five outs away from from tying it, and it, it just. It wasn't anything that they necessarily did. They just got beat by a better team in the same way that Arkansas did the other day. You just, you just get beat by a better team. And to me, sometimes that's, that's the challenge for a team in a postseason run is that there's going to be a day in a postseason run where the other team does something special. And that happened It happened on Thursday. With, uh, it happened on Wednesday when they lost. The, the left-handed kid, Hagen Smith, was, was terrific for Arkansas. It happened on Thursday when Connor Nolan was as good as he was for Arkansas. And it happened today when uh, the, 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 the kid was the, – the starter today was as terrific as he was. Horton. Horton made money today. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I th- it sounds like Horton's been making money for six weeks. It sounds like ever since he started to, to throw this slider. But you know what? I, that's the other thing, Neil. Like – you had to get a break or two. You know what I mean? Of course. You get the, you know, yeah, of course. It, it was the right call on interference, but there's a reason why neither umpire called it looking down the line because it looked like he'd already touched the bag. Like, you know what I mean? And, like, you had to get a break. And to me, it was one of those feelings of when Oklahoma didn't score and Ole Miss turned around the next inning and Gonzalez hits the bomb, it just felt like, you know, as long as this game kept going, I just kept thinking Ole Miss is just. I just kept thinking Ole Miss is going to have find a way to win. Like they're gonna, yep. they're just going to have a little bit more. Just going to figure it out, and they did. Yeah. You know, and, and and Oklahoma answered the home run. They they came back with two runs in the top of the seventh, and it looked like. But even in that mode, there was a moment in that game, and I I, I was talking about it on the message board. I guess it was Gaddis pitching. You know, Nichols came in, struggled with his control, walked in a run. Bases are loaded. Gaddis is down three-one in the count, and you're like, "Boy, you know, you walk this guy, and this thing's gonna get. Oh yeah, this thing's gonna get a little squirrely." And instead, he's just. I don't. Know. I think he got to three and one. He did. He and got then, to three and he, one, and then he, yeah, and then he threw like, two he, strikes. He yeah, struck him out, and with that big, he also had one of the. He kind of had one of the low-key coolest celebrations. He just kind of like did the golfer like tip of the cap. To the, to the bench. <laughs> it was awesome. I laughed. I laughed my ass off. I was like, that was great. Uh, big thanks to Chris Wigginton for the super chat. Uh, to Gina Wall, thanks for the super chat. Also, uh, told me one. He says, thanks for all you do. Now, thanks to all you guys for being here. We couldn't do it without you guys um, being a part of it. That's for sure. Um, let's kind of talk big picture. Um <laughs> Ryan Wiggins says Ole Miss has Neil quoting McGraw. I did see Tim McGraw in concert a long way back. So I, I, you I went skydiving. Rocky Mountain climbing. Yeah, it was him and Faith Hill in New Orleans. I think it's, you went 2.7 on a bull named Fu Manchu. <laughs> Something like that, yeah. Um, I guess big picture, the first thing I think of is Mike Bianco. 22 years. All the angst with the near misses. He talked about it in the post game with all the teams that you know, we're probably, frankly, better than this team. That um, <laughs> I thought about. I thought about going in my head. Who are the? How many Ole Miss teams would I favor against this one? I mean, five or six. 
right? I mean, isn't that what makes sports sports, right? It's what makes like sports it, crazy, it, man. It's what makes sports you insane. You don't have to be the best team of all time. You just got to be better than everyone else. Yeah, you just got to be better than everyone else. And um, I don't know. I just thought of him. I mean, you know, he they, they threw the water on him after the game and knocked his sunglasses off. And I think he'd kept his sunglasses on because he didn't want the camera to see that he was tearing up. It was, by the way. Uh, Shouts to Alderman. That was an elite uh, Gatorade bath. Yeah, that was Powerade a, bath. That was that, a that, that, was, that he got he got every ounce of the Powerade <laughs> on bike. Yeah, like, there was there was not an ounce spared. Like no. it's all on bike. Yeah, that every was, every that was, that was textbook. Every molecule that was in that yes. uh, in that in that bucket at some point touched some part of Mike Bianco. Yes. That, that was an elite. That was an elite pour. It was. Um, I mean, it's a dumb question. I guess it's a softball question, but what does this do for his legacy? So I, I kind of been pondering that question. Um, he's now officially the checklist coach, right? He has checked everything you could possibly do. Regular season title, conference title, national title, one regional, super regional. I mean, you know what I mean? Like he's, yeah. he's literally done everything – that you can do. And unlike, you know, unlike some other coaches, it's been entirely his program. I mean, how many people can really say that? Like Chris Limonis obviously has done a great job at Mississippi state, but you know, that's not like his stadium. That's not his pro. You know what I mean? Like there's been, there's been lots of coaches at Mississippi state that have had, that have had a ton of success. Like, you know, uh, Who's uh, our ladies' man down in Florida? Uh, O'Sullivan. I always forget his. Yeah, O'Sullivan. You know, that's the Florida. I don't know. Like, I guess you can maybe say him, but I mean, like, well, I, I mean, you, you mentioned like you mentioned like, Dave Van Horn. Dave Van Horn's been super close to one of these national titles, but Dave he, Van Horn is an infield fly away. Yeah, but he doesn't have one, you know. And and now Mike's got one. I mean, well, I mean, I thought about this. Ron Polk doesn't have one. Mike Martin doesn't have one. Jack Leggett. Doesn't have one. Jim Schlossnagel doesn't have one. Dave Van Horn doesn't have one. Now, I think if you're Schlossnagel and you're Van Horn, I think you kind of take solace that Mike won one. You know what I mean? Like those those guys all seem to kind of view the sport the same way. And like to me, this was kind of the this was the good guys get one in the sense that I always thought Mike was a lot like Mark Rick. And that I always wondered if, in the end, what held him back was kind of maybe not having the the dark side, if you will, to just do whatever it took. And to me, like, this is kind of a win for, this is a win for people that believe in, like, programs and, ha- and running a program. And, and to me, you know, it took 22 years, but is anyone unhappy with it today? No, I mean he's run a program of of to- I wrote about this as well. He's run a program of of total consistency. He's been a class act. If you talk to people and you know this, people in and around Oxford, people around that program, other coaches, uh everybody has such respect for Mike Bianco. That's the one thing that always comes true. Uh, I was actually talking to someone at Ole Miss when it looked like this wasn't going to work out and people were talking about how this was going to kind of be devastating. You know, sometimes coaches come and go, you know, that's part of the deal. You know that it's a scoreboard business. And if you don't win, um, you know, if you don't win enough, they're going to run you. Or 
and you know you better you better do one of two things you better win or you better make money and at a certain point you better do both yeah and and he he did both and now he's yeah. he's gone from it's really amazing it's part of the story in 27 days he's gone from going to be fired to you can coach here as long as you want and i guess that's kind of the I've struggled with what is the appropriate question to ask? Because for me, that is like, let's take this reality. Like that was the reality. If Ole Miss doesn't hear their name called, he's getting fired. Yes. Yes. Whether you, whether you think that's good or bad, whether you think that's right, whether you think that's right or wrong, it doesn't matter. He was, he goes from, he was going to be fired that afternoon. Had they not gotten in to, if I'm his agent, I'm on the phone with Keith sometime. I might wait till tomorrow afternoon, but I'm on the phone and say, "Hey, we need to talk. We need to completely redo the deal. This needs to, and, and and at this point, if I'm Keith, I go just tell tell me what you want. I mean, you look, you look at the crowd. Look at the crowd they took. Again, this is what gets me, man. Look at the crowd that they took to Omaha, Nebraska. I've never been. I'm sure it's a lovely town, but it's in the it's it's not easy to get to Omaha. I've seen all these people talking about, well, we went through Chicago and then we went through Des Moines or we drove through Springfield and we did this and all the hotels were full and the tickets were crazy. I mean, people I had um I don't think he'll mind. My son's uh high school soccer coach, Hunter Crane, sent me a text this morning. He was in line this seven AM when he sent the text, because the text woke me up. Um, he sent me a text at 7 a.m. saying, tell the people in your thread, because there was a thread at rebelgrove.com yeah. about, hey, make sure you're in line by 8. Yeah. And Hunter sent me the text that goes, hey, tell them, tell them they better get here before then. I mean, there was all, and Hunter sent me a picture. There was already this line, and it was all Ole Miss people. This line, I, I, I've never been there, so I don't have context in my own mind to see where that was and how big that – but it was clearly a line that was all the way down and had already turned a corner. And again, I don't know how long that line was or whatever. I don't know. But it looked like a hell of a lot of people waiting in line at 7 a.m., seven hours before a game begins, three hours before the tickets go on sale, to get a ticket just to be in that building, just to be in that stadium for that moment. And there's no guarantee at that moment that Ole Miss wins that day, right? I mean, that's not the way sports work. You're not promised that they win that oh, day. I mean, how about the people that were probably spending, you know, over a thousand dollars a ticket for today? Yeah, I mean, and, and that's my point. And so if I'm, if I mean, I, at least like at least if you're standing in that line, like at least at least you're getting face, you know, you're paying face value. I mean, there were there were people that spent, good God knows how much on this trip. Yeah, and and that's my point. He's he's created. And it was him. It was him. He's created a program that, I mean, I can't even imagine what Swayze's going to be like next year. I, at this point, I mean, jeez. Like, when, who? I don't even know who comes to town next year, but, like, it doesn't, I don't know. Well, I, mean, like, I don't know that it matters. Think about this, you know, this is, this is why he's a better man than I am. But this kind of was the, this was the Mike Bianco FU tour. Like, FU to LSU, you know. Uh, yeah, yeah. Scott Woodward, you don't think I'm a splashy enough name? You don't think that's good enough for you? You're going to get Jay Johnson? Because let me tell you what, the college baseball world has been bowing to Jay Johnson. <laughs> like, like, you know what I mean? Like, my deal is, I think Jay's a good coach, but, like, to act like Jay Johnson was, like, some head turner of a name? Like, go, go screw yourself. Like, are you kidding? Scott Woodward, yeah, seriously, like, this was, like, a, a giant up to him. 
There's a giant F you to a lot of people, and you know who you are. And you know what? He never made it about that. And, you know, you go and you watch the video. That Did you watch the uh, that little post-game? Uh, ben McDonald tweeted the video of, like, the highlights of the speech and whatnot. And it's like, you know, he's he's clearly just doing the same thing he's done every single year. And, you know, the thing that I think made this team so fun, if you're a fan was like, God, it's like, it didn't matter. It didn't matter what game it was like, I don't know who needs to step up, but somebody's going to step up today. And like, it just felt like it was like that way for, you know, a month. And to his credit, even today in the immediate aftermath of winning a national championship, which is the culmination of a career's worth of work. He was gracious enough to talk about former teams, to give the credit to the kids. The players that built this program. Yeah, I mean, twenty-two years. Can you? I mean, I can't even imagine what that emotion was in that moment. I just, I can't imagine. I mean, and that stage so big. And but again, man, all the people, it was all the people that were there. That's what really struck me. I'm, I'm in a little bit. We'll talk to to Brian, and we'll talk to Chase, who were there, and. I don't know. I don't know how you could put – they're both smart people, but I don't know that either of them are going to be able to truly put into words what that was. I mean, that was just – like I've been joking around. If you wanted to rob a bank in Oxford, this was the weekend to do it. Um, if oh, I mean – I mean, there's I nobody, there's nobody was here. Was there even anyone there? I mean, I don't get out much, as you know, but – I mean, supposedly, if you wanted to get a like, this was the if you if, if you were having a hard time getting into restaurants previously, this was the this, weekend this to go. Was the weekend because, for you, yeah. Like, there's somebody who took a picture of like the balcony of one of the restaurants on the square, and there's like one dude sitting out there. <laughs> Yesterday, you know, there's one cat just sitting out there, oblivious that there's a baseball game. It just, it, it's wild. I mean, to create a to create a culture where that many people are that passionate about it and and about the school and I know it goes beyond baseball it's the it's the university it's the it's the uh it's well, the it's town the it's, win, it? it's the culture but yeah but but that you can get that many people to be passionate enough cuz look it's one thing to be passionate it's another thing to get people to spend their money it's another people to get pe- people to spend their money at a time when gas prices are 450 a gallon when hotels are $500 a night when, yeah, those are those are all problems for future us, though, Neil. You know what I mean? When you when you're when you're in the mode of I gotta go see my rebels, you know what I mean? Like you, as long as the credit card works, we'll figure that out. Yeah, it just it just it's remarkable. It's what really struck me. Uh, a couple of thanks to people, real quick. Uh, Brad Palmer Tree says, "Holy hell! I always knew we could win one, but I never thought I'd live to see it." Hottie F and Toddy, uh, thank you, Brad. That's very nice of you for the super chat. We appreciate it. Peyton Beard, same, says cheers. Thanks for all the content. Helped make it a fun week. Thank you. It's very nice of you to say. I'll make sure Chase knows that you said that. Uh, Rye says thanks for the coverage. Thank you for being here. Um, Dawson, thanks for making this season even more special with all the coverage and sacrifices made. I mean, we get paid to cover it. Um, we we. I think we did this the right way. Um, we sent Chase to Omaha and was like, hey, just co- cover them as long as they're there. And I said, I'll do these post-game shows here. I, there's no way for me to go there and, and do this show there. So I think we did it the right way. Um, Trevor Lewis in the thread says, Arkansas fan here, rooted for uh, you all the way after Delusia put us to bed. Great season, guys. See you next year. It's very classy of you, Trevor. Trevor, that's nice. Um, 
Yeah, and and frankly, I I, I think, and I don't say this just because Trevor's there. I think if Ole Miss had, had had lost on Thursday to Arkansas, Arkansas is winning a national championship today. I think that was the national championship game, and Dylan Delucia's Dylan yeah. Delucia's start will go down. I think it's even bigger today now that we've seen this. It was no, even bigger today than it was Thursday. It's one of those games that in like you knew you knew what a performance it was. But it's like once you saw the the full picture, like once you saw the whole movie, if you will, yeah, I think you realize like, oh, that like there's a reason why those Arkansas kids were so deflated. He won. He did that in what was essentially the national championship game. Yeah, it was the you know to quote Nick Saban, never forget after Team USA beat Russia in the 1980 Olympics, they still had to go beat Finland. Oklahoma was Finland. <laughs> Oklahoma was Finland. Hey, with with that, I'm gonna let you go. That was a, that's a great, that's a great analogy. Hey, I appreciate the time very much. I'm about to head to Omaha and talk to Brian. All right, man. All right, buddy. Appreciate you. Uh, thanks to Richard B. He says I'm sitting here beside myself in a state of grace. Hotty toddy. Congratulations, Richard. Thank you for the super chat. Uh, KBN says Style Assembly says hell yeah, damn right. Appreciate your content. We freaking won a natty. You did indeed. Thank you uh, for the super chat. Uh, again, uh, collegecornerstore.com. Um, I haven't had a chance to look at their site. I've had, obviously, some things going on. They're going to have things being added to the site here in the minutes and hours following Ole Miss winning the national championship. I'm sure it takes a minute for that stuff to go up. And some of the things that they uh, put up, they can't. They literally cannot legally put up until Ole Miss has won the championship. So, it's 5.51. I think they won the championship around – looking at my clock. It's been roughly an hour, so stuff will be added. Um, Scott said some of it won't be up until Monday, but uh, be looking for it. Big thing is if you like us, and there's almost a 1,000 of you here, so uh, if you like us and you appreciate it, go to collegecornerstore.com and show them that because they've been great to us throughout this postseason en- enabling shows like this to uh, to happen. I'm about to get out to Omaha. I'm going to talk to Brian. Brian feels like he's in a better uh, Wi-Fi situation. Again, thanks to Jeffrey, by the way. Jeffrey gave us his time show after show after show in this postseason. He didn't have to. He did. It's been a big part of what we've done over the years with our podcast network. And um, you guys will just never know the contribution that, that he made just helping us Years and years ago, it was like 2014, 2015, whatever, helping us sort of modernize our our podcast network to put us on a path to do stuff like what we do now with post-game shows and live shows and some of those things. Before Jeffrey, those things were not even things we envisioned. Uh, Thanks to Blake Pierce. He says, we're paying for Chase's trip tonight back. Uh, Yeah, you are are certainly helping. That is is no no doubt about that. Our first... uh, first moment with the bots but luckily i caught them all right i'm gonna get out to omaha let's get brian rippy let's see if we can get him on the show What's up? 
Hey, there you are. I was about to give up and, and send you a text. Uh, Brian Rippey joins us on the Rafters Music and Food Hotline from Omaha. Um, I said a minute ago, you and Chase both are really smart guys. You're both really good writers. You're both good with words. But I would be surprised if you were going to be able to put into context or paint a picture with your words as to what today was like in terms of the crowd. It just blew me away how many people were there. Yeah, I mean, I think that's a good way to put it. I mean, it was very, um, I would say, mesmerizing when Ole Miss won. And through the initial dog pile, there, of course, every, pretty much everyone remained at the stadium, for being honest. It was about 98 Ole Miss people and 2% Oklahoma people, and they kind of took a victory lap around. And it was pretty, um, pretty kind of awestruck to see the amount of people that get invested in a program like Ole Miss baseball. And I, I think this was just kind of a vindication of that investment in a lot of ways. But you're, you're right. It was really hard to put into words um, what happened today and also the way it happened. But it's it's the completion of a story that's pretty unlikely. And today was a celebration that I feel like justified that. Um, take me inside the game. What was that? What was that? Uh, what was that stadium like at two to one in the seventh inning when Oklahoma scratched out a couple of runs against Ole Miss? Was there? Did you sense anything? Because what it seemed like on television was that the crowd, instead of doing the whole "Oh God, Oh God" thing, they just sort of started pushing Ole Miss towards a win. I mean, just kind of steering them towards a win. It it, it felt like to me, and I'm not trying to take anything away from what the team did, but it felt like to me that the crowd was a major factor today. I think it was a major factor in both games. I mean, I, I think you're dead on with that. It So when they gave up the two runs in the seventh, I didn't feel – it didn't feel like anyone thought in the game that the game was going to end two to one. Um, I, I didn't necessarily think that that was going to be the case either as good as Horton had been. And I didn't really know what Oklahoma had in the bullpen either. But it just didn't seem like the game was going to end two to one. And so once they got out of the seventh at two to one, I think probably the – the feeling in the stadium at that point was, and I don't know if TV addressed this, I was a little bit surprised that they did not go straight to Brandon Johnson. Um, even when it was one to nothing and they were trying to get one last out, out of Hunter Elliott. And so after that, it just felt like, okay, the lineup's going to turn over. They got, I think they faced one over the minimum in the seven. And so it felt like if you can just get to the inning, that's going to your, be your best chance to finally you know, kind of pack one final punch. And they sort of did that. But to your point about the crowd, I just thought Oklahoma succumbed to the moment. I mean, you had two pass balls that scored the runs. Yes, Ole Miss got traffic on the base path. But, I mean, those were not the two hardest earned runs or three hardest earned runs that they had had all year. I thought Oklahoma just kind of wet its hand a bit as well. And Ole Miss took advantage. And then once you scored the three runs in the eighth inning, I mean, everyone knew where that game was going. And after that, really didn't sniff Brandon Johnson. And so once Ole Miss got it 2-2, two to two, it kind of felt like a coordination in a lot of ways, even though they had not taken the lead yet. Yeah, once Gonzalez got the hit, and I'm being a little repetitive here, but you didn't hear my conversation with Jeffrey. Once Gonzalez got the hit, I, I said, I don't know how they score, but they're going to score. I don't know how they win, but they're going to win. It's, something's going to happen. I, I figured at that point, just because this team has had such a Hollywood run, that Elko was going to hit one to the moon right there. That's. I was almost going to roll my eyes at a Tim Elko home run. Like, oh come on, this is this is. <laughs> You know, this isn't even this isn't even funny anymore. This has like gone too Disney. But luckily, it I shouldn't say luckily. It is at, at least for for the sake of of it not 
being unrealistic. It was Oklahoma sort of wet its pants in that moment. Uh, a couple things real quick, Brian. Uh, I want to thank Luke Jenkins. He says, thank, sign Mike to a lifetime contract. Sign Neil to a lifetime contract. You're the first person to say that. Sign Chase to a lifetime contract. We're champions. Thank you uh, for the super chat there, Luke. Um, by the way, a lot of people have talked about your content, your podcast, so I want to make sure that I make sure that you know that, that so many people, and I was looking at your numbers today, so many people uh, love your podcast and what it's added to our coverage at MPW Digital. Um, I don't know, just uh, what's the what's the post-game scene like in, in Omaha? I can't even imagine. I, I'm, I'm guessing it's, it's some combination of catharsis meets Mardi Gras meets um, – like the most southern crazy wedding reception in the history of the South. I, I can't. I, I don't even know. They they ran out of Jello you, in Omaha. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you might have a way of words yourself. I think that was a beautiful way to describe it. And you know, it's, it's, you know I've done a lot of these post game shows. I put probably last night as a D minus from the cell service to just the overall takes factor. But it was just, I was talking to a friend last night. I mean, after we were walking out by the stadium, it was just kind of pandemonium. And it, it, it's kind of like what you see, what you think of in a movie, um, you know, behind left field or right field in Wrigleyville or whatever. It was just kind of pure pandemonium. And I feel like today was uh, sort of the same way. I mean, there's people out walking around the stadium. And as we speak, I'm about a half a mile from the stadium, I would say. And you can still see people walking up and down the streets. It's um, It's pretty incredible, I would say. Hey, as, as much as the nice words were there in terms of the content, I did not hear a lifetime contract for myself, but we can build that. I have my people talk to y'all's people. We'll figure that out agent-wise. Um, yeah, we, we, can, we can get something just, done. We just, yeah. <laughs> it was, uh, it's just kind of pandemonium. I think this is uh, a pretty joyous moment for a lot of people. I mean, I watched a guy that probably should not still be standing, walk into a bathroom, look at a urinal as if he's trying to hit a bullseye. He got most of it in the toilet. He just kept screaming, don't let the rebels get hot. For it, for it. So I think it's just a lot of pure joy from a lot of people around here. And I, I think tonight in Utah Omaha reflect that. I think the yeah. crowd reflected that, right? I mean, it's, it's it was an unbelievable crowd. I, I came to pass, and even when one crowd outnumbers the other one, there's been a pocket of other fans that really was no Oklahoma pocket. It Ole Miss took over this place, and like I said, it just kind of felt due. Um, really, the only thing separating it from some sort of almost unrealistic Hollywood story was the fact that Elko did not hit a home run there in the eighth. That was probably the only thing. It was It's a remarkable story that people will celebrate for a long time. Yeah, I'm sure Mr. and Mrs. Elko would have loved a home run right there. i got to be honest, had he hit one, I think I would have gone like, wait, is this all real? I mean, this doesn't feel alternate reality. Yeah, so. I just kind of—I I thought he was going to hit one to like Des Moines right there, and it was going to be this like moment from the Natural or something where Robert Redford hits the the, the, the lights or something. I, I honest to God, at, th- at this at this point in this run, that's what I was expecting. I I was I'm almost shocked as we're talking right now that Elko did not hit the longest home run of his career in that moment. Let me throw. I want you. You've been around this program a lot longer than I have. I was a kid for a lot of the Gecko era. What do you think this means? To me, this just seems to justify a guy that built a national championship worthy program. Does that mean they're necessarily a blue blood of the sport? No, not really. But for a guy that does what he does with the scholarship limitations that he has, to me, this entire the run was a justification of the type of program he's built. And it's 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 hard to get here and it's hard to win here. And this past week week and a half felt like i'm just curious your thoughts as someone who's been around it for a long time 
Yeah, I, I, I thought it was um, – I thought he's this guy. You know, when I was in school there in the late 80s, early 90s, nobody went to baseball games. They just didn't. It wasn't cool. Nobody went to games. Um, I can remember going to an Ole Miss LSU game because I wanted to see Ben McDonald pitch. There might have been 2,000 people at the game. LSU was really, really good, and that's probably the reason that 1,000 of the 2,000 were there. And um, to see what he's done over the years with his consistency, and you know he's had some close calls, had some teams that were better than this team that didn't get there because sports are weird. Um, but what this did, this run, I think it it um, it solidifies just just how good of a program builder he is. You know, you go back and, and you look back to that last day of the uh, regular season and Jim Schlossnagel, the head coach at, at Texas A&M, longtime TCU coach, very good friends with Mike, put out that tweet about what a great program builder Mike was. And I think we all probably rightfully assumed that that was um, Jim. Paid Sch- advertising. Yeah, it was Jim Schlossnagel taking up for his friend, right? You say nice things about your friends when your friends are in trouble. If you're a true friend, that's when you step up. It's easy It's easy to be buddies with the most popular kid in the school. It's a little harder to go sit by the kid in the, at, at the cafeteria who nobody likes, you know, who's got something wrong with him or her. And, and that was – I viewed it at that. But you know what? Now that you have a moment to step back from it, he's exactly right. The guy has built – an elite program at a place that absolutely has some some limitations. I wrote this in 10 Thoughts a little bit just then. I'm curious to see whether you agree with this. If, as rumored, and I think it's a matter of, of when and not if, if the scholarship limitation thing goes away, um, I think Ole Miss, because of its passion for the sport, my God, you saw it this weekend. You saw it with Mississippi State a year ago. You saw it with Arkansas earlier this week. I think those three programs, LSU, maybe Texas, maybe not, I don't know. Those, But those four programs are the ones that come to mind as I went, oh, my God, those four programs will be superpowers because they, they genuinely care about college baseball. They, they support it with their money and their facilities and their fans and all of that stuff. They pay their coaches. Those four programs will be superpowers. And now that Mike has proven that he can – despite the limitations that he can put the type of team together that can win a national championship, it wouldn't surprise me. And again, I'm not predicting more championships because championships are hard, Brian. They're so hard to get. You can be a great team. Tennessee says hello. You can be a great team and not win a championship. But it wouldn't surprise me if this is the beginning of kind of a run of Omaha appearances for Mike and his program because now – there's no pressure on this guy. If he doesn't win another game, they're going to build a statue. If he doesn't win another game, they're going to rebuild the. St- they're going to rename the stadium, Mike Bianco Field or something. They'll figure it out. His his legacy is just getting started now. You're right, and it's it's weird to say that 26 years in, but it's it's, it's a unique story to him. That and so. You know, I, I read what you wrote in 10 thoughts, and I agree that because, because it's it's what's stopping him now. I mean, I thought I, it, it wasn't the most popular thing to say at the time, but like him signing number one recruiting class in the country in 27, 
11.7 scholarships is just kind of absurd. And I know he had a little bit of help, and there's a little bit of local Oxford flavor to it, but it still kind of speaks to the way he's been able to recruit at a place before he got there really had no advantages. I mean, you're talking about the fact that no one used to go to baseball games in the late 80s, early 90s. I mean, before Ole Miss got there, there wasn't a whole lot there. And so I think you're right. I mean, and, and honestly, in a lot of ways, it's the law of averages. Like the fact that he was the fact that he was one in six or one in five or whatever it is, super regionals and one in eight in the games to get to him on, it's almost just kind of a statistical anomaly. And so, you know, as much as this is a vindication, I think I might have lost you there, right there, Brian. I'll I'll wait to see if he comes back. He, he's he's fighting cell phone stuff. His um. The traffic there is just outrageous. Cell phones and everybody out there—it's—it's it's something that um, I can't even imagine. Well, Miss was there. It is. There, you're back. Go trying ahead. Trying to hire Lane Kiffin. Yeah, sorry, I, I did for a second. I, I just remember a time when you know you were talking about hiring Lane Kiffin. This is what Ole Miss fans want out of their athletic department: to hire difference makers and guys that can make a whole lot more out of the resources they had. And I think Lane Kiffin is well on his way to doing that. And Ole Miss has struggled to, to kind of have that in basketball or appreciate it maybe when they did have it with Andy Kennedy. Ole Miss has had this for two decades, and I don't feel like it's been fully appreciated. And I feel like this is kind of the crown jewel of pointing, you know, the crown trophy of like, hey, you should probably appreciate what you have here because this guy's one of the best in the industry that he had. And that's kind of the whole point of this, right, is to hire people that are better than everyone else at what they do and kind of make the most of what's never going to be the most resources of what you have. Yeah, and that that sticks out as the big thing. And then the other thing that I think is is with championships, um, people who win championships that they're remembered forever. There's something about them. It's like, um, you know, I always talk about the Cubs. People have different teams, but for me, um, you know, Ben Zobrist will always be. A hero. He's immortal. Yeah, he's immortal because of that hit down the left field line that night in, in Cleveland. Uh, Anthony Rizzo and Chris Bryant and Javier Baez and Wilson Contreras. It's why last summer when the Cubs unloaded all those guys, it was emotional. And I'm not an emotional person really as it pertains to stuff like that. But that day felt like a funeral. All those guys left and suddenly Chris Bryant's in a Giants uniform and Anthony Rizzo's wearing a Yankees uniform. With the difference in the college game, at least at least I think, for most of these guys, where the transfer portal might change this, these guys will go down as immortal Ole Miss players, really. And Im- immortal's not a word I'm nuts about because technically it's impossible. But people will be talking about these guys – uh, for a long time, when these guys come back in 20 years for a reunion, some series in 2042, even people who never saw them play, little kids, their parents will tell them about that team. That's the team. that Those are the guys that won the national championship. Those are the guys. They'll show them pictures and videos from Omaha, and it'll be those guys, and it'll be 40 to 43-year-old Tim Elko that's out there getting the, the five-minute long standing ovation. That's what, that's what days like today mean. It, 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 it's the stuff that goes way beyond the championship celebration or, or some parade on the square or whatever. It goes way beyond that. It's, it's decades from now. It's the stuff that 
it's the cool stuff about sports, and I wrote about this too, is, you know, what people will remember. You guys, in this moment, you don't realize this as fans because right now your team won. But what you will remember five years from now is not the details of the game, the wild pitch or whatever, the single to right field. What you will remember is who you celebrated it with, who you were with, your family, whether you were at the stadium or whether you were in your living room. That's what you're going to remember. That's the – it's, it's you know, I spent my entire adult life, most of my childhood, fantasizing about the Cubs winning a World Series. And I always thought it would be about the Cubs. And the night that the Cubs won the World Series, it was not about that. It was about my family. And that's what it will be like for you guys. You just, you'll see it in the weeks and months and years to come. Well said. And there was a lot of that in the post game. I kind of sat down in the seat that I was at and just kind of took a moment to take it all in. It was a, it was a lot of hugs. And it was a lot of, I can't believe this happened. And a lot of people, when you go to those big games like that, it's a lot of people that are sitting together with people that they've had some sort of association with for a long time, right? You don't really get four yeah. tickets to a game like that with just a couple of randos and be like, all right, we're going to take in a game. It's, <laughs> yeah. You cherish those moments with the people that, that, that matter the most to you. And, you know, I, for me, I, I grew up in Mississippi. I mean, we talked about this before. I don't really care how the outcomes come out. I think the job does that to you. But I did think of my dad, a guy who's <laughs> been an Ole Miss fan for quite a long time. And for, coincidentally enough, when Ole Miss wins the national championship, he's on another continent. He booked a, uh, he booked a <laughs> uh, uh, anniversary trip with my mother to Italy, which as much as he tries to not act bad, the first bar that did not sell that man Coors Light at 1 a.m. when the game started, he's probably going to keep a good attitude with the Italian bartender. But I just I thought about him <laughs> and like what he's like witnessed over the years and everything. It's the, it's the people that matter the most. It's not the details of the game. It's it's everyone you cherished it with, and for people that have enjoyed Miss Baseball. Yeah, I hate that we lost his signal right there because I think he was coming to a conclusion that was going to be really profound. Uh, real quick, while we're waiting to get him back, thanks to Kevin May for the super chat. Thanks to Hardman four seventy eight for the super chat. It says thanks for all the coverage and pods. Happy my board band for saying the Rebs wouldn't make it to Omaha before the SEC tourney was well worth it. They let the Rebs get hot. So thanks to you, Hardman. Uh, you were, were we there? Yeah, we, we lost you there for a minute. You were saying it's it's, it's the it's being with the people that you were with and 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 all of that. Yeah, no, absolutely. I uh, no, I don't have much to add. It's just it, that's what people remember a decade now. What you got planned for tonight? Are you going to try to um, go soak it in a little bit? Is is it even possible to get into a bar right now, or is everything just absolutely crammed to the? crammed to the gills what's that like i'm about to try to find out my brother drove all through the night to be here i've uh i've ditched him for a bit hopefully he is uh not in the hands of omaha police department so i can go meet <laughs> up with him um outside of that I, <laughs> I don't know i'll probably enjoy it with some people um my girlfriend's family's here she was on a bachelorette trip she could not <laughs> could not make it but outside of that i'll probably go say hey to them and then uh you know, you know, with these weddings these days, the, the, the vacation days, you're just rashing them out. So uh, I got to figure out a way to get back to uh, Dallas, Texas, and at my house without them knowing anything that's happened. So that'll probably be the biggest challenge, but I'll, uh, I'll soak this in and kind of enjoy it with some people tonight. Yeah, I, I don't think people understand by winning today what you escaped from tomorrow. Tomorrow was going to be the longest day in the history of days for Ole Miss fans. It was going to be absolute sheer torture. 
24 hours to wait for a, a game three. It was you, you were saved beyond the money that you were saved for another night of hotels and all that stuff. You were saved the pure torture of a, of a game three. I, I can't tell you how many people were like, shit, they better end this today. I, I can't use another vacation day or my <laughs> boss thinks I'm giving a presentation Monday. I mean, they, they were the people's champion in that sense that they ended up this in two on a weekend. <laughs> yeah, it just, it just felt like it felt last night like this thing was going to end today. I, I sent that in our group text. I said, this is over tomorrow. And there was never a moment today, not even at two to one. The only moment that may have crossed my mind, and I was like, I don't know, was when the bases were loaded and it was a 3-1 count and Gaddis was on the mound. I thought if he walks this guy, we might be here tomorrow. But I, I, for whatever reason, I just thought at that point that they're going to find a way and this is ending This is ending on Sunday. And sure enough, it did. Uh, dead on. I thought the meeting is this type of guy we might be here. But once they got out of that at 2-1, I was like, okay, they're going to find a way to win this. And they did. It's kind of the story of this team that kind of became known for squandering opportunity in the postseason, kind of made the most of everyone they had. And it was it was a remarkable run. And, and I don't know if that Wednesday loss to Arkansas will kind of put a chink in the armor in terms of the dominance of it. But they dominated teams no, on the it, way to get here. It, 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 it was remarkable to watch. I think the final score. I mean, look, they were. I think they outscored teams eighty something to twenty two, and it, it it was remarkable to watch them kind of bulldoze their way to this championship. No, I don't think the loss to Arkansas takes anything from it. I think the loss to Arkansas is indicative of of the bigger point, which was that was the team that was the threat. And they took a bullet and found a way to survive it and get back up the next day. If anything, I think it if anything, I think losing the game to Arkansas and having to come back less than twenty four hours and beat them makes them more of a champion because it adds it adds an element of resilience to the dominance. And if you look back at what Arkansas did that day, it kind of gives an embodiment of how good you had to be to beat this team in its current form. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I mean, I, like we said said it a couple of times, I, you look back and that was the national championship series. They played a three-game series for the national championship and no one knew that's what it was. Ole Miss won game one, Arkansas won game two, and Dylan DeLucia and Ole Miss won game three. And they just didn't dogpile that day because they had a coronation to attend. But that's what the Oklahoma was, was a coronation. The, the the championship was won on Thursday. It was. Oh, maybe the best Oklahoma had to offer was just not good enough. Whether it was the fans or the crowd, and we talked about this last night briefly um, as I was doing the live show in between some sort of live music concert, as the kids <laughs> yeah. call it, I think it's called Dubstep. Um, <laughs> it, was, it just got rattled by the crowd, and everything everything Ole Miss had to Oklahoma had to offer just wasn't quite as good as Ole Miss was. And you're right, it was a coronation because matchups aside, I just think when they got to the national title series, they were winning it. I, I know you probably shared the same thought. Yeah, I, I on Thursday afternoon, I thought they were the national champs, and turns out I was right on that one. Hey, Brian, appreciate all the time throughout the course of uh, this run. I know it's been a lot of fun. I appreciate you fighting your cell phone and all of those things to find some Wi-Fi where you could do this today. Everybody's wanted to hear from you. I'm glad they were able to, and uh, safe travels back to Dallas. Hope to talk to you soon. Uh, I'm sorry, Neil. You have a good one. Can't wait to listen. 2030. Talk to you soon. That's Brian Rippey. In Omaha, appreciate his time very much. Again, uh, finding a 
in the middle of breaking away from the party to find a way to talk to us. It's appreciated. Some thanks here to pass out. Camille Delaney, extremely generous of you. Thank you very much. It's very kind of you. Uh, Cole, he says, uh, hashtag, we are Omaha. I wrote that in 10 thoughts. I don't, the whole W-A-O-M thing, no more. You don't get to do that anymore. You just won a national championship months after you went to the Sugar Bowl. You don't get to do that anymore. That's over. You should retire that. You should let it just just let it disappear. Uh, also, thanks to Stacy. Says thanks to you, Jeffrey and Chase. Thanks for um, sure has been great coverage all year. Hotty toddy, we won a natty. Thank you, Stacy, for the super chat. That's kind of you, uh, Rippy. Uh, Rippy heading out to find uh, find a place. Yeah, I don't know about I don't know about Rippy doing that. And he's just he's having fun. He's having a good time. In Omaha, spent some time with us. His brother's there. His girlfriend's family's there. So he's having fun. But breaking away, giving us 30 minutes of his time was certainly appreciated. Ole Miss national champions. Uh, Chase sent me a text a little while ago. I think he also posted in the thread. Um, Ole Miss had the the uh, celebration on the field, the trophy presentation on the field. They just had gotten to the. Um, they had just gotten to the post-game stuff inside the media room. So it's going to be a little while before we hear from Chase, but we'll get to him. Don't fret. We will now get to him in a little bit. And I've told people, if Ole Miss puts the post-game up on the FTP, we'll play it here. They did not do it yesterday. I don't know why they did it. Uh, they did it after both of the Arkansas, all three of the Arkansas games. They did not do it after the Oklahoma game. may have just been an oversight, but I will keep looking for it. And in the event that that's available, we'll play it in the stream. If it's not available before we sign off, whenever that is tonight, we will um, make sure that we get it on the site if they post it on the FTP. Oklahoma is done with their post-game press conference. So Ole Miss is in there now, so I'm sure we'll hear from Chase here in a uh, in a little bit. Again, uh, collegecornerstore.com. I've heard from people that they've been ordering stuff um, off College Corner, so there's stuff there. CollegeCornerStore.com, enter Ole Miss National Champions in the search, and uh, the gear will come up. There will be adding gear as we go. Um, some of the gear, they they simply could not post the logos until it was official, and um, so they had to wait. So some of that is happening. Scott told me from the College Corner that it could be Monday before some of the stuff is up. But keep checking. Get your National Championship gear. From collegecornerstore.com, that's the best way in the world for you to thank um, them for sponsoring our coverage. Again, Ole Miss, the national champions, they win 4-2 to two today. Uh, Roscoe's is serving um, regular shots due to the lack of jello. They ran out of jello. Who runs out of jello? But then who buys 15,000 jello shots? Like the previous record from last year was less than 3,000. Ole Miss beat the record by 500% and then some. It's incredible. Uh, Jake says, Rippy's a great addition to the OEP network. His pod has replaced several others. That's number two on the Oxford Exxon podcast. Yeah, Rippy's been, Rippy's been awesome. We've got um, some new podcast things coming your way in the month of August. We've got some exciting podcast news that we're really close to being able to announce that's great news for us. I think ultimately it's going to be great news for uh, you guys as well. It's going to let us do some some different things and and continue to grow what we've been trying to build. So um, looking forward to talking about that. 
in the uh, in the near future. Um, all right, I'll open up the phones. Uh, still waiting to kind of hear from Chase. I'm getting I'm getting um, a lot of podcast, a lot of not podcast, a lot of text and stuff. So I'm trying to keep up with with him. So he'll he'll let us know when he's ready. Uh, the phone number is six six two two five seven nineteen hundred. I'll put that up now. I'll take this down, put that up here, and uh, we'll we'll take your uh, we'll take your calls. I need to open Skype. I had to literally right as we were getting ready to start, my camera went off. And I had to um, I had to restart my computer. It was kind of nerve wracking. It was in the same process as when I was getting ready to publish Ten Thoughts. I was making sure I'd save that. I had everything organized, and then the ninth inning went so fast, and um, <laughs> it was kind of a scramble. I almost panicked. Is had a lot going on, and all of a sudden everything had to be restarted. So I had to go back and reopen everything. And but I think it's all okay. We're running audition. We're an hour and 15 minutes in. Appears to be going good. So maybe all is well. Again, uh, 662-259-0991. Thanks to all of you for being in the stream. 828 of you at this moment. Uh, Randall says the, the Jello shots are prepackaged, made by Slurp or something. They had to run to Kansas City to get more. They come by the thousands in a box. I mean, I get it. But, like, I don't think... I don't think when they're when they're having their meeting about okay how many how many uh, boxes of Jello should we should we order how much how many Jello shots should we be prepared to serve I don't think at any point did they think well you know last year we the 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 record was twenty eight hundred or whatnot I mean who was in the back of the room that went hey um, you know Ole Miss is here. They're, they like to party. We probably should quintuple that amount. I, I'm guessing that didn't happen. I mean, that's a ton of Jello. Not even. I guess you put Everclear in the in the Jello shots. I mean, you go with the cheap stuff, right? Just a, just crazy. Uh, phone number's up. Someone asked for the phone number six six two two five nine zero nine nine one. I'll take calls. Today, I'm sure people, uh, a lot of people are, hell, most of you are in Omaha. Um, what an incredible crowd that there was uh, today. I'll, I'll take some stuff in the thread while we wait for calls. Um, yeah, five of the last six champs had lost game one. But that stuff doesn't matter. That stuff doesn't mean anything to the kids that are on the field. It means absolutely nothing. To the kids on the field. Ole Miss was the better team. You could see that yesterday. It was obvious. And um, this was a coronation this weekend. Uh, credit to um, credit to Oklahoma. They pitched well today. Again, their starting pitcher, um, Kate Horton, seven and a third, four hits, two runs. No walks, 13 strikeouts. He was great. If you're a major league scout watching that game, you're you're all in. Uh, Ole Miss, on the other hand, uh, I, I thought Hunter Elliott was big because Horton was throwing zeros up, and Elliott matched them for the longest time. 
Gonzalez, I'm sorry, Elliott goes six and two-thirds, three hits, two runs, both are in two walks, six strikeouts. Um, Jacob Gonzalez had the big home run in the sixth to give Ole Miss a lead. Big go-ahead single in the eighth, or the tying single in the eighth to tie the game, put runners in the corners with just one out. And um, he struggled kind of throughout the – throughout the postseason, but he didn't struggle today. He was he was fantastic and kind of typical for this team. Somebody different showed up all the time. Yeah, we're talking about the jello shot still. Thirteen percent alcohol in the jello shots. The bar not only ran out, the manufacturers ran out of supply. That's what I mean. I don't know that you I don't how would you have planned for that much that many jello shots when a year earlier the numbers were so different. How in the world would you possibly prepare for that? I mean, I've never been to Omaha, but if I go, I want to go to Rocco's because it looks cool. Like the pictures I see, it looks like it'd be a lot of fun. I mean, they don't take themselves too seriously. I liked some of their tweets where it was like, hey, yeah, we're trying to update, but we're kind of busy. I thought that was funny because they were, they were slammed. You could tell that place was just a zoo. Throughout, so um, again, six six two two five nine zero nine nine one. I know people are waiting to. Um, let's see. I just heard from um, from Scott with CollegeCornerStore dot com. I think he's going to send me some pictures of stuff that he's got. Again, CollegeCornerStore dot com. Enter Ole Miss National Champions in the uh, search engine. There, the search function. And um, order your national championship gear. Ole Miss wins the national championship. I don't feel – early in the week, the first game, I kind of felt like I was really tempting the gods when I, after Ole Miss beat Auburn when I talked about national championship gear. I was like, in my mind, I'm like, there's a, there's a lot. It's a long way to go before a national championship. But now I feel like I was sort of clairvoyant for the first time in a long time. So good for me. I'll win one. Uh, Ginger says that uh, Ole Miss is the Jello champs people. The last count, according to Corey, was 16,174, which is just an absolute ton of jello shots. Uh, Avery says it's a cool place. The food's okay. Yeah, it's probably one of those places where you don't go in expecting like culinary mastery. You just, you're sort of there for the, you're sort of there for the atmosphere and to say that you went. (laughs) Adam says, how do you prepare? Do about 30 seconds of research on Ole Miss fans. Well, that's fair. There were a couple of cotton bowls where Dallas, which is kind of a big city, just ran out of beer and ran out of bourbon and whiskey to the point where people were like, people there were like, how does, how does this happen? How did we, how do we run out? Because they have parties in Dallas on New Year's every year, but it's different when it's different when Ole Miss is there. They, they, uh, they drained it. Um, I've not heard yet about a parade, about a, a, a celebration. I'm going to guess it's Wednesday at the earliest. The team will return tomorrow, I believe. But you got to remember, there are play, players, Chase and I were talking about this, players' families and such, like they're flying home, like back to Texas or Florida or, you know, wherever, California, wherever they, they're from. They're flying back there because they flew into Omaha from there. So they're going to go. They'll get there and then try to get to Oxford. That's going to take a little bit. Uh, I'm now told the, the Wayback Reb says the parade is Wednesday. 
Okay, so the parade is on Wednesday. The team returns tomorrow. Gives people a couple of days to get here. Wednesday will be uh, a day of celebration here in in uh, in Oxford. Uh, again, while we're waiting for Chase, this will be the Monday morning Oxford Exxon podcast. We won't have a we won't have a Monday podcast. Chase will be driving all the way back from Omaha tomorrow. Um, I assume we'll do a a Tuesday podcast. Um, regularly we won't do a wednesday podcast i'm traveling on wednesday i'm going to be out of town the rest of the week i think we'll uh we'll convene and do something on on thursday working on some other things i am going to try to get in touch with peyton chatney and do a, a final show with him yes it's confirmed that they're returning tomorrow i'm gonna do a final show with him um try to get that to you First part, middle part of the week. I'll see if I can touch base with Peyton maybe late tomorrow or on Tuesday and uh, and, and get him on one more time. He and I touched base yesterday. No, not yesterday, fr- Friday. We were going to do one Friday, and I think just he got busy. They had a team dinner, and then I think there were some family things. We were going to do one from uh, from Omaha. It just didn't work out, but we will – we will get uh, we'll get one more show with Peyton. That'll be a lot of fun to talk about this run and winning a national championship and and all of that. So we'll have uh, we'll have that throughout the course of the week. Yeah, Chase is going to be with us in about five minutes. He said, so I'm responding to him. Um. So anyway, that's our plans at MPW Digital. We'll take a minute let it marinate we'll have a show on on tuesday and then um i can tell you by the end of the week it's going to be i, I think the exhaustion's going to hit in i know chase is super tired um i think the fatigue's going to hit him uh doing these late shows has been um has been a little bit draining i'm a little tired too so yeah we're going to open the lines web in a minute they're they're, they're kind of open now but i'm going to get to chase first and get him on, and we'll talk with him. And then after after we finish with him, I'll open up the phones and I'll stay with you guys as as long as you want to. Uh, as long as you want to talk. So far, nobody has called, which is probably a sign of people are out partying and uh, still celebrating, which makes perfect sense. Uh, again, Ole Miss wins four to two. I've not heard the uh, the Kellum. I've not heard the Kellum call. There's no way for me to hear it yet. Um, I'll keep checking, by the way, I'll keep checking the Ole Miss FTP and see if there's anything there. I haven't seen that yet. Um, I'm looking for it now, just so you know that's what I'm searching for, to see if by chance it's up on the FTP. It's it's almost certainly not up yet, but I'm going to look and see if it is, because if it is, that would be uh, that would be a cool thing for us to get, because to hear from Mike Bianco and some of the guys, someone said Peyton played with an injury. Um, I'm, I'll have to ask him about that. Obviously... I tried to kind of never do that with him. I tried to, you know, not ask stuff like that over the course of um, over the course of the um, the season because I just didn't I didn't want to put him on the spot on his show where he was having to talk about stuff like that. 
I'm having a hard time getting connected to the server. I'll keep trying in a minute. It's kind of doing once Chase starts talking, I'll be, it'll be a little easier for me to search. Uh, Shadow Flash 12, thank you for the super chat. It says, Hotty Toddy, appreciate y'all. Neil and Chase, appreciate you, Shadow. That's very nice of you to say. Um, Mike says, the pressure was real for OU. I agree completely. I thought, I thought the pressure was, was, um, I thought the pressure showed for them. I did. I thought, I, I thought they clearly struggled with it. I just think, also, I just think Ole Miss was better than them. I've said this kind of throughout the day. I, I, I think looking back, I think looking back, um, it just was pretty obvious that, that Ole Miss was the better team. Ole Miss was the more tested team. Yeah, the, the Kellum calls on the board, but I don't, I don't have any way to incorporate it here without like I have to have the mp3 of it or the mp4 of it I can't take it off of YouTube or something and put it into our system it just won't work and for whatever reason I'm having a hard time connecting to uh, to Ole Miss's FTP right now for the first time ever so I don't know what that's about but I'll go with it in a minute and see what I can figure out all right Chase is ready so I'm going to get to uh, I'm going to get to him Give me a minute while I get Chase on, and uh, we'll talk to him from Omaha. Neil, Chase, another day, another day at the office. Another day at the office. Took a little while to get to you. It's uh, it's been pretty busy around here, but I'm uh, I'm in a radio booth right now. They are uh, they're watering the field right now. There's not anything on the field for a while, but nonetheless, they are uh, they're watering the field. Yeah, celebration took uh, quite a good bit of while there on the uh, on the turf at Charles Schwab Field, and then the uh, the press conferences. It took Oklahoma a while to get in there, so it delayed Ole Miss a little bit, which Ole Miss obviously was not concerned by that because uh, Skip Johnson had the Oklahoma team watch the entire celebration before leaving the field. No Oklahoma players left the field until pretty much until Ole Miss players started leaving the field today. Um, I don't even know where to start, man. We talked to Jeffrey, talked to Brian. That's my problem right now. From a writing standpoint, there's a thousand different things, isn't there? Yeah, I, I, don't, I don't even know where to start. Real quick, thanks to Talbot Buys for the super chat. Uh, it's very kind of you, Talbot. Um, I guess just kind of um, paint the post-game picture. What did you What did you see? You know, Mike was asked a lot of emotion questions. I was down on the field right after it ended, right after the dog pile, and you could see elation, happiness, every positive connotation, emotion that you could come up with. But I don't think it sunk in. Mike talked about that, where you know a lot of the questions of describe what this feels like that's almost impossible to do in the moment right there. It's hard to know exactly what you're going to feel when you get up tomorrow in the sense of some accomplishment. What, what stuck out to me is he said, you know, he's been a, he's been a head coach for 25 years. He, he, he didn't have a national title, and this isn't his words, but it's mine. I've known the man a long time. He came to Ole Miss to do this. He had won three in seven years at LSU. He'd gotten Omaha as a player. He, he expected to win national titles at Ole Miss, and it's taken a long time. And every season, it's, it's cliche, but he pointed it out that they've lost their last game. Every season until now, he's had to have that speech that, hey, guys, we didn't get over the mountaintop, but we, we had a good year, or we didn't have a good year, or whatever that was. And he just gets to leave happy today. And I think he was overcome with so much emotion because 
what sticks out to me, and I mean, it's probably going to sound a little sentimental, but I believe it, is just a good person. His staff's good people. This this team has been through so much, and for the most part, individually and collective, there's just a bunch of really good guys. You know, Mike has been through the ringer in a number of ways. He was essentially out of a job three, four weeks ago. I mean, it's one hell of a story. And to see him embrace Carl Lafferty, who played for him in his first season and has been back with him since 2006 as a coach, and Mike Clement, who's been with him since 2015 after Cliff left for East Carolina, and just the the exhale of accomplishment that comes with what they have, have done here is they not only win the national championship and, and, and establish Ole Miss as, as a team now with a title, but the way they did it through this season, the way that this program has – been so consistent for so many years. Mike Bianco and Ole Miss and fans, program, everything, they deserved a national championship. In a lot of ways today, fulfills that for everybody. Mike talked about that for fans, for all of his former players who had gotten so close and all those moments that we've talked about, they're absolved now. It's over. All those things are in the past. There's a cleansing that has happened, I think, with today and Ole Miss winning this title as they, as they run past Oklahoma 4-2. They just kept getting comeback after comeback. It's the definition of this team is no matter what, they found, you know, I wouldn't say found a way, but they, they stayed in it. They, they've done this the entire season, and there's a much bigger story here, and it's one of a program, and it's of Mike and the people that he's connected to through Ole Miss and, and just kind of what he accomplished today. It's, it's, that, 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 that's what sticks out to me. It's that, you know, everybody had a part in it. Dylan Delucia, we always have this conversation about other people. Dylan Delucia is probably now the most important recruit in Ole Miss baseball history in a lot of ways. He, he, he was the leader. He was the most outstanding player of the College World Series. He's the reason. Um, he, he, they, you know, he, he won the national championship. There's so many different things. But my point is they kind of got something from everybody. It wasn't – they were a damn good team. I, you know, there is no Cinderella story here, but McCann sits the ball up the middle. Gaddis, who deferred medical school, was the winning pitcher of the final game. There were so many small pieces that built up to what this means to this program because of the last 20 years. Yeah, Delusia threw an absolute gem in what turned out to be the national championship game. My opinion. I buy that. Yeah, I think that's true. I think Arkansas or Ole Miss wins the national title. They were both a better baseball team than Oklahoma. Now, look, Oklahoma had a hoss on the mound today in Kate Gordon. You had to to outlast him. But frankly – you know, Ole Miss did what was required there. I mean, you know, they, they 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 hung in there, got to Michael. The crowd rattled him a little bit. They got the hits. Gonzalez finally breaks out. I mean, you knew just get through Horton. He was the one bullet they had left. Ole Miss was stood him, and then they won a baseball game. I joked about this with both Jeffrey and Brian. I don't think you've heard either one of those interviews. Be honest, you expected Tim Elko to hit one to the moon right there, right? <laughs> 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 there was kind of that thought was like of all the stuff that has gotten here that's how we're going to but, but I'll be honest you know we don't talk to Jacob much because frankly he doesn't say much I mean his, his teammates kind of make fun of him about it he doesn't talk a lot he doesn't give us a lot of material and that's not a criticism it's just who he is I mean that's fine sure. um, having him have that day though as good as he is he's a top prospect in the college world series for that 2023 class he's an all-american he you know, has his fault through scuffling at times this year. And I asked Mike after the game, I said, you know, he's, he's had a little bit of a, a tough college world series to break out. And Mike kind of laughed and he goes, you know, look who he's faced. It, it seems like every time he gets up there, it's some really good left-hander and the matchups have been horrid. And today he, he, he was the star. He gets three hits of Ole Miss's six. He hits the big home run. that was such a momentum boost to finally break that seal there at zero, zero off of Kate Horton. 
you know, and then he and he and McCants put it together there, there later on in the uh, in the eighth. He him breaking out, I thought, was a great story for today. Tim obviously has his moments. Tim's legacy is so secure in this, but given how good Gonzalez is, given his career to this point and everything about it, to let him have a day like this on this stage when in some ways he's underrated because he doesn't say much and he's kind of mild and quiet and he, he's not broken out in this College World Series. There was something that was pretty cool about that too. The big moment in this game, and we'll jump around, we'll do big picture, small picture, all that stuff because I, I know you've got, you're probably battling the the total opposite of writer's block where you're writing 17 stories in your head at one time and you're trying to sort them into files. Um, the story of the game, I thought, was Gaddis getting out of that inning with the bases loaded. Where two to one could a walk becomes three to one, and then somebody gets a hit and it's five to one, and suddenly the game's out of control, and you you got the longest twenty four hours of your life coming up before a Monday night final. Gaddis got that strikeout. It was kind of an emotional lift. I know they didn't score in the bottom of the seventh, but they threw the other zero up in the eighth. Gaddis did, and, and then you know about what happened in the bottom of the eighth. I thought that was just. If you're looking for a pivotal outing, an outing that where the game's kind of sitting there on a fulcrum, I thought it was right there. It was because of what it does to your psyche if they score another run. If you're only down one, okay, cool, we'll score a run, we'll get to Michael. But, you know, he's one of the best closers in the country. They had Horton, who was still electric in, in certain parts of this game there late before Ole Miss finally got him out. But what Gaddis did – composure coming in after, you know, Nichols had really struggled on this back-to-back days of throwing and everything, and he walks the run in. No, Gaddis was huge because, you, you know, you've got to – you can't just place the ball over the strike zone. I mean, I, I know that sounds obvious, but you know what I'm saying? you still got to pitch. I mean, yeah. you can't just go, hey, I'm going to make sure I don't walk this guy. And sometimes when you're just trying to not walk a guy is when you have a hard time with command. Look, Gaddis has become a hell of an addition for this team over the course of the postseason. I mean, he – he, he, he's been he, their steady left-hander out of the bullpen on a team that's devoid of left-handers. They, if it wasn't for him, they really wouldn't have a left-hander to throw out of the bullpen in, in, in some of those critical situations. And, look, this wasn't really a left-right matchup. This was because he was the guy who was going to throw the ball in the strike zone, and he did that. And he's handled such big moments and somebody who is acclimated to this league instead of playing in front of 300 or 400 people or whatever it was at Texas, Corpus, Texas A&M Corpus Christi before getting here. No, but you saw it from Dunhurst. He spiked the baseball into the ground and basically bounced up to the pitcher's mound and whatever he did after that strike it out. He let out a yell, kind of yelled at his teammates. And, yeah, you knew that even if it wasn't in the seventh, hey, that lineup was going to turn over. They were going to see Horton or they're going to see another hard-throwing right-hander, which they could hit. They were going to get another opportunity, and they sort of escaped right there. And it's keeping it at one run was so crucial for everything to come because, you know, once they tied it, Oklahoma kind of freaked out. Oklahoma, I, I thought, I was talking to Kendall Rogers about this, and I know now I'm jumping around, but it's fine. People are going to hang out with us. Is Oklahoma's body language in the bottom of the eighth and the top of the ninth was really weird. Um, a couple of the players on the field after the game thought the crowd calls those wild pitches, pass balls, whatever they were, that they just, Oklahoma with, with him coming in, fresh, hadn't been in this environment, that hey, they just kind of freaked out a little bit. And then in the ninth, they didn't even put a lot of effort in, if that makes sense. I mean, they, they, they kind of just rolled up to the plate, and they were they were looked exhausted. They looked lethargic. It's almost kind of like they'd given up even with three outs left. I mean, you saw it with Jimmy Crooks, the Oklahoma catcher in the bottom of the eighth. That first pass ball, there could have been a play at the plate had he hustled to get it. He sort of just walked back there and picked the ball up like it was an inevitability that the run was going to score. 
there was something that happened not extending, and then when McCants got that hit there in the eighth that sort of broke the Sooners, and it wasn't just from a scoring or where they are on the base pass. Their entire body language changed. It was, it was a strange deal where instead of where Ole Miss was – go, 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 let's keep going. We've got outs left. You know, their mantra the entire College World Series has been when you have two outs, you still have 33% of the inning. They end up scoring more runs in this College World Series with two outs than in any other situation. Oklahoma almost kind of conceded right there. And then when you had Brandon Johnson coming in and throwing like he was, and he was juiced up, and it was it was hard, and it was heavy, and it was it, it was tough stuff to hit. It was over at that point. It became a pretty, uh, a pretty early coronation with three outs to go. Yeah, you know <sighs> – before the game, um, the announcers were talking about how it was like the place felt like Oxford, and and it was Kyle who said that, and I was like, no, it it, it doesn't. I mean, no offense to Oxford because it's an electric atmosphere at Swayze for a big SEC weekend and stuff, but that was that was what would happen if you put two Swayzes on top of one another <laughs> in in Omaha. I mean, I, and I mean that I don't mean that as any sound of a criticism whatsoever. It, it was I understood his point, but. It was like, no, it's even more than that. And you could see how that would be intimidating if you were the team that all of the people inside the stadium, minus like 30, were cheering for. I mean, you could see how, looked, that, how uh, that could rattle sorry, you. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. I, I, I looked it up this morning. Maybe other people have. Maybe you guys have talked about this. I was just kind of curious because I knew Oklahoma didn't draw a lot. But I thought, okay, you know, they played Oklahoma State, which is 4,500, 4,000, whatever it is. Texas is somewhere in there. But Oklahoma's home games, I checked three Saturdays in a row and three Fridays in a row. Their largest announced attendance was 1,390 of what I looked at. So they can talk about it all they want to. There's no way that did not impact them because, no, it was like a quarterback getting rattled in a football game. When the game, when it was over and the hotty-totty rang out as they – handed the trophy or whatever the one that was the most in unison. I'm not sure what was going on at the time. We were kind of down behind home plate. Suss looked at me and he said, I've heard one hotty toddy since I've covered Ole Miss that was louder than that or as loud. And it was when A.J. Finley had that pick six to beat Texas A&M and steal it. That's the only time I've been to a lot of Ole Miss football games. Outside of that, it may be Ole Miss LSU 2003. It was in a baseball stadium, and it was the loudest cheer hotty toddy I've heard since I have covered this program, and it was – here right now, other than that H and thing, there's no way that it did not have some impact there late because once McCants gets that hitting as all us and it starts turning, it does. I mean, it turns into kind of a fever pitch here, and it looked like you know Michael, who hasn't experienced it, it looks like he he freaked out a little bit, and Crooks definitely freaked out. He's been a really good catcher. He's been excellent all season. He could not catch the baseball against Ole Miss. Every time Ole Miss kind of got rolling a little bit. He would not. He would let it go by him. He would drop it. The, the, the Oklahoma catcher lost co- concentration multiple times because of the crowd kind of down on him. We're, we're having some fun with one of the bots where people are asking questions from one of the things that the, I know you, you're missing that. So, uh, Mike Bianco, by the way, he said that he heard from uh, the entire Mississippi State coaching staff and Southern Miss coaching staff wishing him luck prior to the finals. Which, by the way, I'm not surprised. You know, I had that question yesterday about what is it. What is this? Does it cheapen Mississippi State's title? And the answer is no. Nope. Not even a little bit. Um, in the same way that nothing could happen next year to cheapen Ole Miss's title. It's, it is. What, what is baseball in the state, given Ole Miss, Mississippi State, Southern Miss, all three of them, is so significant and unique in its own way that it elevates that entire profile, but it doesn't cheapen or lessen anybody's individual titles. It makes more people aware of 
the the fanaticism and the resources and the interest and the excitement that just goes around Mississippi college baseball as a uh, as a whole. Yeah, and that's before the scholarship thing gets kind of leveled out. Look, it's a good time for that. I mean, you you look at this. I mean, Ole Miss picks up Nick Pogue from Florida yesterday. He's probably going to be a weekend starter for the Rebels under the transfer portal. He started 10 games for Florida last season. He's about a year off Tommy John. It wouldn't shock me if he's 92-95 as a strike thrower next year. They won a national title today. There's going to be people waiting on Carl to get back to do some visits. There's going to be people waiting to do some stuff. They're, this doesn't do anything but help you from the aspect of elevating your program and, and making some hay and recruiting before or after the scholarship situation. I know the team is coming back tomorrow. There's a parade on Wednesday. We're jumping around a little bit. Uh, forgive me, Mom. Yeah, 2 o'clock tomorrow back at Swayze to welcome them back. And then I don't know a time, but the parade is on Wednesday. Y'all might know that I haven't been on back on social media, so I, if something's I, been announced, I just haven't seen it. Yet. I haven't seen a time. I just was. We, we were told it's Wednesday. Can't even imagine what that will be. What like, that will look like. What that will be like. I mean, they've got to go ahead and get it done Wednesday because Mike has got to get to Cary, North Carolina for Team USA. He's already started. I mean, he, look, he's more than happy about it, but he is. He's already missed a couple Team USA things, and they've only got a few days before they leave for the Netherlands. So he's pretty busy. <laughs> I mean, it's it's it, it's incredible, and the the guy goes from twenty seven days ago he's getting fired to is now twenty seven twenty seven days, and now he's the national champion, and he's national got, coach of the year, national coach of the year, and he's got to hustle the parade up because he's got to go coach <laughs> Team USA. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I, I gotta be honest. Fired. I'm glad Elko didn't hit the home run. I, I'm just gonna be. I, it would have been, it would have been too sugary. Uh, five fifteen. Five fifteen. Wednesday is the uh, is the parade. So people will start lining up around eleven. Well, I mean, look, Neil. This explains what we're talking about. So I had a friend this morning send a text. They were trying to get standing room only tickets for the game today because it's obviously been sold out. The prices are ridiculous. I mean, the number of people that I've heard of coming in today for the clincher or having to only stay yesterday and leave after one day and all those things. Ticket office opened, I think, at ten o'clock this morning to get standing room only tickets. And I had somebody who was 20th in line, and they had been standing there since 5.15 a.m. Well, morning. I said this on the podcast earlier. You didn't hear it. Uh, Carson's high school soccer coach, Hunter Crane, was there with his boys. And Hunter woke me up this morning at 7 a.m. with um, with a uh, text. And it was a picture. And he goes, there, he goes, tell the people in your thread. And at the time, I didn't know what he was talking about because I, I obviously was asleep. I had not checked the, the message board. But he said, tell them that 8 o'clock is not going to do it. And so I pulled up the message board and people were like yeah you need to get in line by eight and hunter's picture and i've never been to omaha i wasn't there so i didn't have the context of what you know what that photo meant necessarily my eyes you know i, I couldn't look at that and go oh well that's that and but you could tell it was just a whole hell of a lot of people lined up at 7 a.m and he was he was in the line there were people in front of him but tons of people behind him and that's why i posted on the board i, I think if you wait till eight to go you're probably going to be disappointed i mean they cut it off because I'm assuming fire code at some point. Everybody in line, yeah, did not get standing room only tickets because, I mean, at some point you have to actually have a place to stand. So those people had a really bad day. You didn't get a ticket. You couldn't get a jello shot because. Well, I think it worked out. Their team won the national title a few years later. But they, they I couldn't. I mean, they could a few hours later. It's going to be all right. Yeah, but, because the jello shot thing was not even necessarily the restaurant running out. The supplier couldn't get it to them. Yeah. The supplier had run out of jello shots. And it wasn't I mean, I that. You could have, it wasn't just that they ran out of jello shots. They actually just ran out of the powder that's needed to make jello. <laughs> okay. <laughs> 
Which I'm forgiving the people at Rocco's because if you think about it, and last year somebody only it, the, the record was 2,900 or whatever. I mean, what would have told you, hey, we should prepare for 15,000? It was the perfect storm of certain fan bases and then two fan bases who hung around for a little while and went head to head, who are completely in on the game. Yeah. It had to be State, Ole Miss, LSU, or Arkansas, and frankly, not even State. It had to be Ole Miss, LSU, or Arkansas as two of the three to get that done. Yeah, the That's pro- it. The programs that will become absolute superpowers in college baseball if the scholarship thing is lifted. Superpowers. They will be, they will be perennial top five teams. And what was the final number? Because in all seriousness here, we make a lot of jokes and look, Rocco's, it's been a marketing genius thing. But credit to them, for the, because it was not what they expected. It's not the amount of money. It's so much more than they thought they were going to pull off. The donating the money back to the pantries, really good idea. Congrats, yeah. Thank you. Congrats to them. As the, uh, the, the Grove Pantry on campus, that's a, that's a hell of an amount of money that really does help food insecurity there. I mean, that, that turns out to be thousands of dollars that they're going to give back to that. It's the fun when people like you and me who are around it all the time get cynical, which is natural because sometimes, sometimes it sure. just, it deserves some cynicism, frankly. But, um, yeah, and those are the cool stories that make you feel good about what it is that we do. Cause sometimes I think we look at this and we like, this stuff is just so utterly meaningless. And then you see stuff that, no, there's a lot of good things that come out of stuff like this. The Rocco's Jello Shot Challenge turns into something that actually benefits needy people, which is really cool. How many seats could this place hold if you had a if you had a college world series that had Ole Miss, State, Arkansas, and LSU in it? Ooh, forty five. Oh, they could fill up forty five. Yeah. If you had a final that had two of those four teams. Yeah. Yeah, because Ole Miss, Arkansas, on different sides of the bracket, would have played in the final, and this thing would have been whatever Ole Miss was doing. Arkansas would have matched it, and it would have been the, but it would have been the most ridiculous thing we've ever seen. Oh, ticket prices would have been in the thousands, just just outrageous. Yeah, it turns out they played a championship series, and we didn't know it. Yeah, Dave Van Horn probably will put his head on the pillow tonight and go, "Yeah, I got beat two to nothing." And the one that cost me. Yeah, I mean, you got, you know, I mean, I, I said this, I wrote this in 10 Thoughts. I, I've talked about this all week. It's, to me, it's, it speaks so much to what this team just accomplished. They won a national championship in a College World Series where they lost on Wednesday and turned around on Thursday, and Connor Nolan pitched one hell of a game. He pitched one hell of a game. He didn't walk anybody, gave up a few hits, two runs and in eight innings. The Taylor kid came in and threw a perfect ninth, and you won. Could have lost that day, Chase. That was the bullet. That was the that was the bullet avoided. You you played a big time proud program that absolutely was going to answer the bell. You knew it. They did, and you won anyway. To me, that's what speaks volumes. That moment, you know, because it's it's cute, right, to talk about. Oh, they went to Coral Gables and they just ran through it. They went to Hattiesburg and they just blew them out. They blew out Auburn. They blew out Arkansas. Everything's just cruising. And then you get punched in the face. And a lot of times the team that gets punched in the face right there can't answer because it was too easy. And all of a sudden you get punched in the face and you're knocked out and it's too late and you wake up the next day and you lose 7-2 to two and you go home. To me, Thursday, Thursday is where they won the championship. This weekend was a coronation. Thursday was the championship because that was the day that you had to have a little something to you. 
because you knew on you knew on Wednesday night. Yeah, I'm sorry. You knew on Wednesday no, night. Good. You knew on Wednesday night that you had lost a game that you could have won, that you had the bases loaded and you didn't get it done. You knew that in the back of your mind. And then the other thing you knew in the back of your mind, and I hope people don't do the whole Arkansas thing with me because I think this is important. You knew in the back of your mind because you play that program all the time. You knew absolutely beyond a shadow of a doubt that they were going to play a good game the next day. You knew that Connor Nolan was going to pitch well. You knew they were going to play good defense. You knew they were going to have quality at bats. You knew you were in for it if you didn't. If you and you knew if you didn't answer the bell, you were getting beat and you were going home. And for them to answer the way that they did, because you know people do that W A O M thing and they're like, oh well, you know this is it. That's it. It's over. Had you if you don't show up, you're right. It is. If you if you're a little flat, if you play a little tight, if you play a little scared, you're right. To me, that's that's the story of this team is that Thursday. It, it is in a couple different ways. I mean, first, absolutely, because you take that punch, you come back and you say you win that game that we probably don't – we will eventually. In the moment, we don't appreciate enough just how good of baseball that was against Arkansas that day. And you pull it off and you beat them two to nothing and you say you send the Razorbacks home and you – you're playing Oklahoma, and you're right. Look, Ole Miss was the better team. They're the better program. They were better than Oklahoma. They were the betting favorite to win this thing, and they should have been. Um, but you're also playing another really hot baseball team that had won three straight games in the College World Series. You took that punch in the mouth on Wednesday and then went 3-0 and to win the national title, win three straight games on a neutral field against the two hottest teams in the country, and finish the NCAA tournament 10-1. and 10-1. They went 10-1 and in the NCAA tournament. Yeah. They beat, you know – a ton of good teams along the way. I mean, the whole, oh, they had a really easy path. No, the hell they didn't. I mean, Miami was a good team. I mean, they, you had to go in there and win that regional. Um, Southern Miss had two really good starting pitchers. Now, they couldn't hit much, but you had to beat Hall. You had to beat Waldrop. You had to do a lot of stuff there. And, you know, we're kind of talking around in circles a little, but that is the story of this team is all that scar tissue and all the things that we've talked about on, oh, you get in a tense moment and fans freak out. Over and over and over again, now, look, they got right up against the line. I mean, they got fortunate to get in the tournament. They were 7-14. and 14. We've talked about all those things. We'll continue to talk about it. But at every point, somebody said, nope, not today. We're not going to let it go over the edge. We're not going to have that we are Ole Miss moment. All the way back to then. I mean, they're 7-14. and 14. They find a way to sweep Missouri. You and I have talked about it. Dewan Delucia gets that critical strikeout on that full count on the Friday night against Missouri yep. with the bases loaded after throwing 51 pitches. And if that thing spirals and a ball's in the gap, you could fall to 7-15, and 15 and that bitch is over. It's right over now. right there. You know what else, said, Chase? They get that sweep. You know what else I was thinking about today, and I meant to write this in 10 yeah. Thoughts. I just realized that your, your words made me remember something I was going to write, and I, I didn't do it. I failed. Um, you know, during the year when they were losing a bunch of games, people said, and, and it, doesn't, it doesn't mean it was wrong. Don't get me wrong. People said, you know, this team doesn't have enough jerks. It doesn't have enough assholes, frankly, is what the word that was used. And I think in the end, the fact that it is a group of really good kids, good young men, people who cared about one another, people who it meant something to them, nice guys, I think that actually ended up helping them. Because if you had a few jerks at 7 and 14, a few of those people would have said, hey, you know what? F this. I'm about to look out for me. This is this is his fault and his fault and his fault. Screw it. I don't care. Screw it. And instead, you had a bunch of guys that they had they had a couple of meetings and they talked and people said some uncomfortable things and all of that stuff. But 
they actually really cared about one another. Like that's the one thing that people say, what'd you get out of the doing the show with Peyton? It was that. It was that these guys really liked one another. Like Peyton talked about, you know, that trip to Arkansas. Uh, he talked about the trip to Baton Rouge subsequently. That the one thing that even in those moments when they knew that, hey, maybe, maybe this is already done. Maybe we're in trouble. Maybe it's too late. They still enjoyed the road trip together. They still enjoyed hanging out and playing cards. And they they have some other game they play on the bus that, you know, they all really mafia. liked. Yeah, they all really liked mafia. each other. Yeah, Mafia. They all really liked each other. They enjoyed each other's time. Thank you. You're very kind. I had bur- bourbon delivered. Um, I didn't even ask for it. What does that say? Um, but they really liked each other. And they cared for one another. And they fought for one another. And then on that Monday, when they, I think, expected it to be the end, and instead it was a fresh life, I think they all said, hey, let's just go do this for each other. And I know that sounds corny, but the whole damn story is kind of corny if you look at it on a script. And so it, it's just kind of amazing what how it, how it played out. It's Frankly, it's much more special in some ways than it would have been if they'd had a Tennessee like run where they just dominated and and won the thing. And it was kind of a fait accompli. Instead, it's the total opposite of that. It's the last spot in the tournament, a three seed. Everything's on the road. Like people were bitching about like being the road team again. I'm like, you were the last team in the tournament. You should be the road team. And they wore the blue uniforms because they thought that was some sort of superstition or whatever. I just think it's a, I think it's a stunning story. I, I don't even if you were writing the book on this team, I don't know where you would start with chapter one. They left all they left Fayetteville seven and fourteen and went eighteen and four the rest of the way to win the national title. Eighteen and four <laughs> at that point. Because I'm saying it, it's Missouri, and then the next week, something that has never been done in the program history. They swept LSU. They did it with the rain out on Friday night, which could have derailed Dylan Belushi's start. He comes back the next day and he shoves in. It doesn't matter. They went to Baton Rouge and won all three games. That doesn't just happen for a lot of teams all the time. I mean, LSU's a pretty damn good baseball program. They go win all three. I mean, you know what I mean? Like, they go to Hattiesburg and win a tough game on the midweek. Like, they win the Governor's Cup. They did so many things. And then they get to the College World Series in those moments that we're talking about. You know, you could have lost on Wednesday and on Thursday. You could have said, you know what? We are on this moment. Hey, you're going to finish third in the country. That's awesome. And Dylan Delusia said, nope, not today. We got it. We're, we're going to move on. Yeah. On, you know, on, on yes, last night in game one against Oklahoma, same kind of situation. Oklahoma's making a rally. It's four to two there. You've had, you, you run yourself out of the inning. Mike Bianca said, we basically wrecked it. We screwed it all up. TJ McCants, a guy who was hitting 190 against left-handers, two-run bomb. Nope, we're okay right now. And then you get to today, and Gonzalez finally breaks out. Elliott was incredibly good. Uh, for most of his start. I mean, Ole Miss, two days in a row, faced the minimum through five innings without its ace throwing in the College World Series. I mean, it's just phenomenal stuff. And then you get today and you do what's happening. I mean, it is, it, it's it, it's remarkable where every time they got to that moment, and it wasn't just Elko and it wasn't just Graham, even though Kevin is incredibly clutch and he's had a hell of a year when, in, in key situations, somebody picked him up and said, no, we're not going to let it in or we're not going to let it do this. And kind of saved them. And that went all the way today to Gaddis. That went all the way to Gonzalez and McCants. And, you know, look, Justin Bench, that could have gone horribly wrong. That was a straight steal when McCants went first to third and really set up that inning. It was a straight steal. Bench saw it and poked it through the infield because he knew he had room over there. Oh, that was not, not, that was not a hit and run? Decision. 
No. That was a straight steal because Mike said he was trying to get McCants to second. And if it didn't happen, he knew it would still be okay because he'd have he'd have the top of the order up in the ninth. Holy shit. But McCants That was not a hit and run. I don't I don't know if you've seen a replay of it. McCants looks like he's looking in the way that you do on a hit and run. No, not a hit and run, straight steal. Oh my God. Yeah, how how badly could have that have gone right there? <laughs> I mean, he got a huge jump. I think he would have been safe anyway. But he ran to second base the way that a runner typically does on a hit and run. Because he even stopped kind of at the bag and then kept going. Yeah, I noticed that part. No, they were trying to stress Crooks, get him to second for Bench, but not swing right there. Bench saw the pitch, saw the second baseman break, knew he had a hole and poked it through. Well, Jeffrey pointed this out at the very first part of the show. I know you were busy. You didn't hear this. But Jeffrey talked about Justin Bench's back control. And and you saw it there. I'm 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 a little floored right now. I did not, I did not know that. I did, I would never have guessed that if you if you'd given me like, hey, what do you think that was a steal or a hit and run? I would have 100 times out of 100 said hit and run there. Nope. That's why. look, Justin. That's why Justin Bench. I think by winning the title today, we'll talk about him more. I've got some stuff from him. I'm still going to write. I mean, obviously, we can carry this out for a little while from from a content standpoint. He's one of the more underrated players ever here because, I mean, you give me nine just adventures and I'm going to win a lot of baseball games. Um, he plays everywhere. He's had a hell of a year. He stabilized the top of the order when Chatagnier was struggling and allowed Chatagnier to go deeper into the order and kind of be able to do some things there. He had three hits in game one against Oklahoma. Bench was a catalyst, especially with Gonzalez struggling, that really bridged that thing to Elko and Graham and Alderman. But also it bridged that, hey, when Harris and Dunhurst and Shotney were playing well, there was somebody there to kind of drive them in and move it and, and, and pick it up from that standpoint. I mean, you can, in key moments, you can make the argument, maybe not MVP, but that they're not anywhere near here, not only just but without Justin Bench, but the, the way he has played and the way he impacts the game in so many different ways. You know, for those guys, we talk about Mike, but for those guys that came back that, you know, their careers were interrupted by COVID – Last year, they got to the Super Regional Game 3, and they couldn't get it done out in Tucson. Justin Bench has lost two Super Regional Game 3s and had COVID in the season. That's his career before this year. To finish the way that they did, I'm sure you've talked to some of them. Have, have they even been able to wrap their minds around it yet? No, not to the point. I think that, you know, when you get them, you know, maybe after the parade or next week or you just call and say, hey, now that you've gotten home and what do you think? I think they can use words more. There was not these profound things along those lines. But what they have said, and we've talked to, yeah, a good many of them after the game on the field, they were just overcome with emotion. But it plays back into what you said. It was it was that they pulled this off. That they Like you said, they had, they had the belief. They just told each other, guys, just go play. After all that stuff of trying to get in the tournament, yeah, road, not road, whatever. Because, look, that's the other part of this. They have, they've only played six home games since they left Fayetteville. Six. Everything else has been on the road. They've been in suitcases. They've been on buses and planes. Yeah. But next to their name was 0-0. They no longer had to win that game other than Thursday. They never longer had to do this, had to do this. They could just be – they could play baseball and be the team they were supposed to be at the start of the season. It was such a cleansing to give them the possibility – to start over, that I think that's what they appreciated so much today is that they came together and they did so many different things that they just told each other to do. But it's one thing to say it. It's another to get to the end and go, hey, you guys all 
pull the rope, use whatever cliche you want to use here. And you've actually did it. I mean, I lean back to, you know, look, two seniors on this team, guys who are emotional leaders who have, did not play much, but Max Schofi and Ben Van Cleef. Ben Van Cleef was the guy for that SEMO game. They got beat 13-3 to by Southeast Missouri in Oxford on a Tuesday night. It was the low point of the season from the standpoint of it was just terrible. They, they were awful. Um, Mike yelled at them. He got all over them. I mean, it was 2004, Mike, all over again. He yeah. just railed them that night. And afterwards, Ben Van Cleef gets up there. He holds a team-only meeting, a guy who's basically a pinch hitter. Um, you know, it's not Elko or somebody like that. And he, he just begs them, hey, stay with us. We're okay. Find a way to 14 and 16. That if you get to 14 and 16, if we can just get to that number, we're going to get in and we're going to have a chance. And by God, they did it. They got to 14 and 16, got in. And, yeah, I mean, I was, like I said, we've mentioned this a thousand times, but I was, I was walking back into the press conference with Kendall, and he looked over and he goes, I hope that everybody gets that, yeah, this isn't, oh, the plucky three seed. This was an incredibly talented team. And once they kind of got their confidence back and got rolling, it was probably just literally the best team in the country. There was nothing – there was no glass slipper to this at all. It was a team that just kind of beat the hell out of everybody. Yeah, it wasn't Cinderella. They didn't look like a Cinderella. They didn't play like a Cinderella, but they had a really shitty month. Awful. Yeah, I mean – They lost four straight SEC games, main series, and didn't win a Saturday SEC game until the seventh or eighth week eight, – the, the eighth weekend of the season. Lost a lot of late games, one-run games, kind of threw some games away. I mean, you could have made the case on Selection Monday that they didn't belong. I mean, I think they did. Clearly, they showed that they did. But you could have made the case that day that, eh, they don't deserve to get in. I mean, had they not gotten in, I don't know that there would have been a major uproar nationally that, oh, my God, Ole Miss didn't get in. I mean, that's how close it was. They, I mean, I mean it's, it's hard to say that now when they just won the national championship. But if you go back true. four weeks and that morning, if someone had said, hey, like when you and I, instead of having the conversations that we had when we were like, hey, I heard they're in. If one of us had said, hey, I heard they're not in. Neither one of us would have been on the other end of the surprise going, oh, really? It would have been. Just, okay. I, was, I was preparing for them to not be in and for everything to come that was going to come from that. When, yeah, I got a text and it, I'm not going to give the person away, even though it would be fine now. And it was a gif and it was somebody, it was, it was basically laughing, but not like in like a whatever. It was just like in a, can you believe this? They got in like this, the story's not over. All this is going on around Mike and nope, nope, nope. Hold up. They're about to play more games. And I even qualified. I said, look, I'm a little slow this morning. What does that mean? And I got back there in Miami and it was like, holy crap. Yeah. And that's what you you called me. And I talked to someone who said they were in and, and, and I didn't believe them. Yeah. And so the point that you didn't even call me and tell me, I didn't tell you. And so I I said, (laughs) let let me ask this person who the source was. And so I, I texted the person. I said, who's your source? And he's like, you can't out me. I'm like, I'm not outing. I'm just, I'm, I'm just, I need to know if this is real. And he tells me who the source is, and I'm like, oh, my God, they're in. Yeah, because the, the source was A-plus. It was good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. At that point, we're like, well, we have it. And you're like, well, it's off the record. I'm like, well, it's not, mine's not. I just got to be sure. a little careful yeah. with it. And you know the rest. I mean, it's just it's it's one of the anecdotes in a – it's kind of one of the beginning anecdotes in just an unpredictable story. Um, by the way, we, we completely skipped something that happened over the weekend that was actually really funny. Uh, Justin Bench and Johnny Bench interacted finally after all these years. 
I saw that. He, uh, he said he was pulling for Oklahoma, but that, yes, he does have a son named Justin, and Justin does have a father named Johnny, but, or John, I think. So like John, goes yeah. By, but it's, it, 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 time is a flat circle. No, it's taken this long, but here we are from the very – when Justin Bench committed to Ole Miss, and God, that would have been 2016, he yeah. was announced as Johnny Bench's son, and my God, he was. This was not that Johnny Bench. I laughed. It's true. I laughed so hard, man. I mean, it was the funniest – it was one of the funniest um, tweets I've ever seen. I, it, it, yeah, and you had to be, like, inside of it to understand it, but I just – I got more pleasure out of that tweet than I should have. I enjoyed it thoroughly. The whole story is stupid. I mean, when you go through everything, there is so much here. There is, it just, it, like you said, Hollywood would go, yeah, no, guys, come on. You're going to need a little more stuff there. This is, this is too fluffy because I don't know. I mean, I'm watching Mike there at the end and I mean, it's no secret. I'm close with Carl. And I mean, it's just seeing those people go through the hell that they've gone through on the field and just trying sure. to get there and have that moment. I mean, it was, it's emotional. It's, it's, it's something that, I mean, it's been your life's work if you're them for so long to get to this place and to do this and to seize the opportunity when you finally get there and, and get in that position. And, the hell that you would be under. Cause look, they're, they're human. They knew that jobs were in jeopardy. They knew they might be doing something else with their families and whatnot coming up. And to have that release that comes with today, I mean, you know, the last out and, and Mike does his fist pump and I think Mike Clement picks him up in his arms and he's able to celebrate with Carl and Henry Lartigue, you know, a couple of former players that had been close. And yeah, there's just, there's something pretty special to that. I mean, that's, I, I know I'm kind of, going back to the very beginning, but it's, it, at the end of the day, there's so many different storylines and they all kind of revolve around overcoming different levels of adversity and people and the kind of the long game that if you just stick with the process and trust each other, some pretty cool stuff might happen at the end of it. Yeah. Ginger says the blind side is more realistic than this story. And even that wasn't it's real. True. <laughs> and even that wasn't real. Yeah. I mean, this is Mike's job now, as long as he wants it right. Uh, yeah, I think that my, my hunch is that he's going to get a new contract. I don't think you can just roll him over and let the bonuses kick in. I think if I'm his agent, I'm on the, if I'm his agent, uh, I'm on the phone tomorrow. Do what? If I'm his agent, I'm on the phone tomorrow. Yeah. Hey Keith, um, hey. Let's, let's chat. Well, I mean, because look, I mean, no joke, seriously. I mean, how many programs in the country, I feel like we're going in circles, but how many times have we covered a national championship? Um, how many programs in the country would have taken 25,000 people to Omaha, Nebraska during a basically a recession when the price of gas is 470 or whatever it is a, a, a gallon, when hotel rooms are insane, when air flight, air, air, airplane fares are crazy, when the tickets are, are, are hard to get, sometimes impossible to get. I mean, how many people would, would how many fan bases, it's kind of like, downtown omaha was sort of like the grove there were for all the thousands of people that were in charles schwab stadium there were also i'm guessing a few thousand that were hanging out at bars and restaurants in omaha just to say they were there i mean how many programs in the country can say that i mean mississippi state sure probably arkansas lsu for sure I think that's where it's stopped. I mean, I think it's it. it. I think that's it. I think it's those four. And Mike built Ole Miss. He did. And and a lot of Ole Miss people in the past didn't like that, but Mike built Ole Miss. 
He did. He That program was not, before Mike Bianco, Chase, that program was not in the same category with the other ones that we just named. Look, they haven't had the postseason success, but when you look at this thing over a five-year period, Ole Miss went, was a national seed. In, I, I get Tennessee Tech happened, but they were a national seed in 2018. Super regional, COVID, when you, when you had potentially the best team in the country. Super regional, national champion. They they have elevated to now Ole Miss baseball is a top five program in the country, period. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. There's, no, there, there's no other, hey, who are the top programs in the country? Well, I mean, do whatever list you want to, but Ole Miss has got to be in that list. I mean, nobody else has their regular season consistency, period, really. And then now it's a completely different ball game with a national title and what they've got going. And, you know, look, they overcame Mississippi State too, but Ole Miss especially – the resources and the discrepancy that they overcame, and I'm not going to make this about scholarships because this is just a, a celebration time, but it's it's relevant on the level of coaching job they did to pull this damn thing off. It is it's a remarkable achievement that they that they did here. A Daniel um, a, a Daniel Cotto a Daniel Cotto Chase. He just said. <laughs> He just said, I guess the New Heights press release ended up being true. Someday, you know what? I, yes. so Keith, you know what? You're right. Sorry. I apologize for all that the entire year. That, that, that's on me. I'll, I'll leave that one. If they, end up, if they end up in the Sweet 16 in basketball, we're truly going to be eating some words. We'll just... We'll just I mean, sit here on camera they, they and cook all, a crow. You know, you know the, the first three weeks of the year, you know, they were they were ten run ruling everybody, and they were look really good and all this. And he said, "Hey, they got some issues. We're really worried about pitching, but Ole Miss is really damn good." Had you told us on like March first, hey, they're going to go ten and one in the postseason, and they're going to win the national title, you thought that entire thing was going to look like Tennessee and be like this yeah. milk toast, just run through power yeah. of a season. No, no, no. They're, I mean, they're, they're, like, they're, they're like, you know, the, the buddies walking out of the casino at 4 a.m. I mean, they've seen some things on the way to this title as they've, uh, as they've gotten here. So it's been, it's been totally different from that. I mean, that Tennessee swept them that day. And when, they, when Tennessee left town, they said, hey, one of these two teams is going to win the national title. And you go, well, congratulations, boss. Not yeah, you'd, so you'd have told Tony, you know, you're kind of a jerk, but you're going to win a championship. Yeah, wasn't even here. Yeah, yeah. Well, and it's the point, right? People were doing the thing about whether this was Mike's best team, and obviously it wasn't his best team in terms of if you put his teams against one another in a series or what. This this team probably isn't the one that wins it, but that's not the way sports works. It's just... And I will say they turned out to be a very complete team. They did. They they did not have... I mean, frankly, they didn't have one. They didn't have an Achilles heel at the end of the year. Because they got such out of Doherty here. They got so much out of Gaddis. They ended up, Mike ended up developing a pretty deep, good bullpen for the most part. I mean, it, it was a little unorthodox, but they put everything together where they had kind of the right amount of guys. I mean, and, and this is a team that, you know, they lost one of their best relievers in the middle of the year because Riley Maddox is out with Tommy John. And they still overcame that. I mean, Mason Nichols' development, John Gaddis's development, John's not the same pitcher today he was in February. He's much better. They've done, a, they've done a remarkable job finding roles for people and, 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 and kind of finding ways to – maybe that's not the player that fits every role, but they can fit this one niche. And you put when all those things together, it becomes pretty uh, pretty remarkable. What's your plan for the night? Do you have a, even have a writing plan at this point, or are you just waiting for something uh, to hit you? I, I know where I'm starting with the main story. I'm going to get it out of the way. I know the lead note on my notebook. Um, and I'm going to – look, I've got – I mean – 
I've, like you said, I've got a thousand different stories. They'll matriculate out over the next four or five days and just kind of start wrapping it in that way. There's some people I want to talk to. There's a couple things I want to I want to do that's going to take some time. Um, I've got a couple bigger things I'm trying to work on as well. So yeah, it's it's there's a lot here. But for tonight, it's there's a message I want to tell. There's a couple minutiae things that I want to get out. And then uh, when I get back to Oxford tomorrow, thank God, um, I've been going for quite a while. Um, when when that happens, I'll uh, be able to kind of sort it out, see what I've said, see what I not, we'll see what I haven't said, and we'll uh, we'll go from there. I'm sure you and I will talk at some point tomorrow morning. Safe travels. I know you're going to hit the road, and it's a long drive. And um, yeah, be careful driving, and we'll we'll talk at some point tomorrow. Absolutely. Right. Thank you. That's Chase Parham from Omaha, Ole Miss. Again, the national champion. Chase did a phenomenal job throughout the course of the College World Series. And um, Ole Miss's champs after beating uh, Oklahoma four to two. Ole Miss rolls through the postseason at, at. I know we just did the math a minute ago. It's three two. Three two. Yeah, nine and one in the postseason. Incredible. Nine and one against that kind of competition all the way from home. Really a remarkable accomplishment. I just don't know that anybody ever saw that coming I'm trying to delete the bots as soon as it happens but I guess you guys are clearly seeing them I'm doing the best I can alright phone lines I'm going to open them up um, there's the number 662-259-0991 800 plus of you here right now we've been going for a little, little over two hours Thanks to all of the people. I know I missed some uh, super chats. Let me see if I can touch those real quick because I do want to thank the people who were kind enough to uh, to super chat us. Kind of going through the thread. Jay Robertson, thank you very much. Appreciate you. Um, seems like I missed another. Yeah, Justin Cox, he says, this is so weird. They went out and took it. Ole Miss National Champions, cool. Yeah, they did. They just went and took it. Um, Pocket Watch wanted me to tell Chase to jump around like he's in House of Pain. Chase is trying to figure out, trying to figure out righty. 10 and 1. I'm sorry, 10 and 1. I did not mean to uh, short you a win. I apologize. I was using my math skills, which are subpar. 10 and 1 in the postseason. Yeah. Uh, 3 and 0 in Coral Gables, 2 and 0 in Hattiesburg. Yeah, that's right. They won. Uh, they beat Auburn once, beat Arkansas twice, and then beat Oklahoma twice. So ten and one in the postseason. The one loss to Arkansas in that game that we talked about that set up the Thursday game that, in hindsight, was the national championship. Just a uh, a remarkable accomplishment. A lot of people have already bought merchandise. Again, uh, collegecornerstore.com. dot com. I've gotten some pictures from Scott. I'll post them at rebelgrove.com dot com in a little bit. Uh, yeah, Corey says college corner store has some pretty good stuff. Yeah. I've looked at it. Um, let's see. Scott sent me a picture. Yeah. They've got a light blue Ole Miss national championship, uh, uh, t-shirt that looks pretty cool. A, uh, a white one. I can't, my eyesight's not great with this, but that's pretty cool looking picture. Um, got some cups, um, bumper stickers, of course, uh, flags, Lots of stuff that's there that's really cool. I mean, again, winning a national championship in one of the major sports, 
not something that happens every day. And um, a lot of stuff that's there. So uh, Scott was telling me, and I've said this a few times on the podcast, but if you're just now jumping in, some of the stuff they literally could not legally add until the game was complete. So uh, some of that stuff is going up as we speak. He said some of the stuff won't go up until as late tonight, early tomorrow, just because of how long it takes to load things. So keep looking. Uh, Check out their site, collegecornerstore.com. Check them out on Facebook, on Instagram. Be looking for the links. It's all there. Get your stuff. And um, if there's any place, I've had people ask about a promo code. There is no promo code. Um, Let's go get the stuff. It's a national championship. And um, if you if you happen to talk to them, please tell them how much you appreciate them sponsoring not just this show but all of these shows because there was no guarantee, obviously, in an eight-team tournament where all eight teams are good. There's no guarantee that you're winning the national championship. And I think Scott kind of gambled a little bit that, that maybe they would, and um, that gamble paid off. So he actually, uh, I don't think he'll mind me telling you this, he had a cruise planned. They canceled the cruise to get to Omaha and also knowing that if Ole Miss won, that this would be a really uh, unforeseen busy week, and here they are. So, uh, yeah, he wants more. Om- PC Rebel says he wants more Omaha shirts. I'll uh, I'll tell him. Yeah, court, the Rebs got hot. That would be that would actually be a really good T-shirt. The Rebs got hot. National champions, twenty twenty-two. Tim Elko said, "Don't let the Rebs get hot," and they did. And they're national champions, which is um, such a cool story. All right, phone lines open six six two two five nine zero nine nine one. We've already talked to Jeffrey. We've talked to Brian. We just talked to Chase for forty-five minutes. So if you guys want to weigh in tonight, the phone lines are open, and we'll uh, we'll take them. It might be one of those things where um, people don't even know what to say. Uh, Chuck McCarty thinks he says, uh, "Hell yeah, damn right!" Really appreciate you and Chase and all that y'all do. Thank you uh, very much, Chuck. We appreciate you appreciating us. It's been a lot of fun. It's been a, it's been a, uh, a, a, I guess a long week and a half or whatever. But but it's been a lot of fun. I didn't. It's one of those things where you don't know where it's going to go and. The night that Ole Miss lost to Arkansas, I was like, oh, man, another one of these losses, and this is just going to kind of die off. And then Dylan DeLucia has that incredible game, and here we are. Uh, Denver says, I sent an email after my order. Thank you, Denver. That's very kind of you. I appreciate that. That lets them know that their sponsorship is worth it. We've had so many people that have advertised with us. Again, thanks to uh, Corinth Dental, to Clearwater Group, um, Clark Ford, uh, rafters, obviously the Oxford Exxon for Craddock Oil and all them for all they've done over the years. So a, a big night, kind of a fun, a really fun night to see you guys get a championship happen for you. Uh, Elko apparently during the presser, uh, that's what I need to look for. It reminds me. Thank you for saying that. He says I, I don't I don't want a statue. I just want one of all of us holding the trophy. That speaks volumes for who they are as a team. I actually think at the end of the day, being a bunch of nice guys turned out to be a good thing. Nice guys normally don't finish first, and they did. Uh, Still nothing nothing on the FTP. I'm going to look and see. I'd ask for an email, see if I've gotten that. I don't think I have. 
Uh, yeah, nothing yet. Still looking for it. So I'll keep checking to see if uh, Ole Miss puts the press conference up on the FTP where I can get the MP4 file and move it to you guys where you can see it and hear it. But I don't have it yet. Um, phone line's open, 662-259-0991. Might be one of those days where people are just so happy and excited that they don't feel like calling. I didn't know whether this would end up being like the super drunk show, kind of like last night turned into, or whether this would just be the super sentimental happy show. Championships are so rare. You'll look back on on this night, on this day, and the stuff that you'll remember from this day will be different than what you think it will remember. If your experience is anything similar to mine when the when the Cubs won, you look back and the stuff that you think Meant, will mean something to you. It'll be the other stuff. It'll be celebrating with your dad or your son or your daughter or your your family, whatever the case may be. Um, that's what the cool part. Denver says, my wallet's going to be drained if the Avs win the night. Yeah, the Avalanche and the Lightning game six tonight, I think, in the Stanley Cup Finals. So it could be a, a day full of championships, I guess, if, if, if Colorado wins. Uh John, it should not be guilty. It should not be uh, busy. Let me close out of it and reopen it. Let me close Skype. I'm going to quit Skype, and then I'm going to go in, and I'm going to reopen Skype, and let's see if that might be the problem because I'm surprised that the phone has not rung. That might tell me there was a problem. So I closed it. I'm going to go in and reopen it. Okay. All right, try now. If anybody wants to try, maybe that's the problem. I've restarted Skype. No idea why it's getting the busy signal. Um, I'm looking. Oh, well, that's a problem. Let me see if I can figure that out. Trying to recover our Skype account as we speak, so hang tight. Um, oh, let's see. Let me get Chase to help me here for a minute. We're having a Skype issue. See if we can get that squared away. Hang tight. We'll figure figure it out. We got for whatever reason our account is blocked right now. Something about a payment, probably something like that. No big deal. We'll figure it out real quick and get that restored. Just bear with us. One of those things that um, happens. Yeah, hang tight. We'll um, we'll get that worked out. Yeah, Chase is working on it right now. So give us a minute. We'll stay in the thread. If you have any questions in the thread, post them here. We'll get to it. And uh, yeah, Ginger says, bring on the drunks. We deserve this. Yeah. Yeah, we'll get it worked out. I'm glad I figured it out. I checked I checked Skype, and I looked at the notifications, and we had a problem. So the Chase is working on that real quick.
Uh, yeah, we can talk about anything you guys want to talk about while we get that worked out. It wasn't it wasn't Rose Bowl. <laughs> yeah, Jeffrey gave out his address on the show. Um, it's been a it's been a day. I've got twenty nine text messages that I've missed. But we're working on it. We'll get it. We'll get it done. I didn't think the announcers, I saw people complaining about the announcers. I thought the announcers did an okay job. I mean, you got to remember that they are talking to a national audience. And um, when you're talking to a national audience, assuming you're assuming that a lot of those people don't watch college baseball during the year. Um, you're assuming that a lot of that audience doesn't know anything about Ole Miss, doesn't know anything about Oklahoma, and they're trying to tell those stories. They're trying to keep people engaged. And that's where the a national broadcast on a game like today sometimes I think falls flat to the diehard fans of the teams that are playing in the game. That's, that's not really who they're talking to. They're trying to um, – they're trying to make sure that they let people know who these teams are, what their stories are. It's the reason why sometimes the the analysis and the, the stuff, the color that they use is the exact same on every game. Because as these tournaments go along, the further they go along, the newer the audience becomes. I thought they did a good job. I, I really did. I thought they, I thought Kyle Peterson was good. Ravage, outside of his complete butchery of uh, Peyton Chatney's name, I thought was good. It's just a totally different. Um, it's a different broadcast. I'm still uh, I'm still trying to figure it out with Skype. Appreciate your patience. We're trying to get it uh, trying to get it done. Someone says, "What does this win mean for Ole Miss sports as a whole?" Um, you know, I think it shows what we've said for a long time, which is you can win at Ole Miss. You can win. You can win big at Ole Miss. Um, you can win championships at Ole Miss. It, 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 in football, it's obviously harder to win a championship at Ole Miss than it would be at Georgia or Alabama, but you absolutely can. Um, you have to catch some breaks. Some things have to go your way, but you can win at Ole Miss. Ole Miss uh, went to the NCAA tournament women's basketball, went to the Sweet 16 in soccer, um, the, uh, went to the Sugar Bowl in football. Uh, the softball team's become an, a perennial NCAA tournament team, and now you see um, you see baseball win a national championship. It tells you that you can absolutely win in men's basketball at Ole Miss. You got to be committed to it. You got to have the resources. You got to have the commitment. But the whole you can't win in those sports. There's just nothing at Ole Miss that supports that that statement. They're winning right now in everything. 
Uh, women's golf won a national championship. Men's golf just finished in the top 15. Maybe it was top 10. I don't remember. Don't hold me to that. I'm I'm kind of thinking off the top of my head. Um, you can absolutely win at Ole Miss. That's what today proved. And today proved that the the, the, the fan support is incredible. I'm going to get Cole on. Let's see. I'm going to call uh, I'll call one of our guests. I'm going to use FaceTime audio, Cole, in case you're listening. I'm going to get Cole on the show. Been a, uh, a frequent caller to our... See if that works. We're probably about to have to... Nope. Let's see. I'm going to kill this. I'm going to get out of FaceTime. Cole, if you're listening, hang tight. I'm going to restart FaceTime audio and um, and get back to you. I've got to restart. Hey, Cole, can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. Cole McCarty, kind enough to uh, spend some time with us. How are you? Hey, I'm good. I told you the women's golf team uncapped this deal. It's all traced back to them. Well, you know, in a lot of ways, they did prove you could win a national championship. If anybody wondered if you could win one, they proved that you could. Yeah, that's it. it, it they, they proved that you could get it done. And, uh, you know, yeah, you're right. The, 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 we are all missed off, but you have to end that now. I mean, the way that the football team is rolling and now this. I mean, I never thought I'd see this in my lifetime. I mean, it's just one of those things where, I mean, I, I remember five or six years ago talking about it with fellow state friends and being like, guys, you know, we could win a national championship in baseball and still like them and us both going like, I mean, can you though? Like, is it, is it something we can really do? Like, I'm sure we're good and we get there, but I mean, just both kind of felt like this was over our heads and, and uh, now it's there. Yeah. What struck me today and yesterday and throughout this week was just the crowds that were there, the level of support that was there. It was it was different, you know? I mean, it was just night and day. Yeah. Yeah. And he said and during a recession, I mean, gas prices being what they were and, and, and hotels and everything and, and the support that went out. I mean, it's sure there's a hungry fan base. If they get the scholarship limit right, then, uh, then I, I think that, uh, you know, Arkansas, Mississippi State, Ole Miss, I mean, these, these programs can expect this to be uh, something that may occur again. Yeah. I mean, Ole Miss will be will be like we talked about. Will be one of the superpowers if um, if the scholarships go away. I mean, it's it's weird to say that about a team that literally a program that literally just won the national championship, which implies that you are a superpower. But they'll be even more of a superpower if if there's no scholarship limitation. If there's a level playing field with scholarships, and this just kind of comes down to an NIL deal with some guys, because I think Ole Miss can be super competitive in NIL as it pertains to baseball. Did you see? Bianco's retweet the other night of the uh, the, the Jordan series where <laughs> where, where uh, 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 Rodman is talking about like you know he went over here and he went over there and it's like explain seven to fourteen to like where you are now. No, I did not. Okay, so you remember the Jordan series yeah. uh, on ESPN last year and they talked to Rodman and he's he's giving this like Jordan went over here and he's like doing all these hand motions and everything's going this way. Well, somebody tweeted that out and said, "Explain to me Ole Miss being seven and fourteen to where they are now, and it's this like <laughs> elaborate deal." And Mike Bianco retweeted it like before the series, and I thought, 
my gosh, like what, who is this coach? Like, this is not the guy that I've watched for the last 20 years. Like he's having fun with this. Like he knows this team's about to win. He was super loose throughout the postseason. There were times late in the year where he was so loose that I thought he's got another job lined up. That's what, yeah. I, that's what I thought kind of throughout. I thought, you know, he's, he's got something lined up. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm with you. I mean, that's kind of where, where it felt like is, is he's losing. I was like, yeah, I know where I'm going next year. I'm going to be at Colorado or whatever. But yeah, yeah, I mean, it was. Super, well, there were rumors it was that it was super loose. And there it were rumors up. it was Kentucky. You know, that was the that was the rumor that was out there was that he was going yeah. that he was going to Kentucky that that uh, that it was get that that's where he was headed that it was going to get done. In an alternate world, Mike Bianco's at Kentucky and Lane Kiffin's at Arkansas. Oh, it could, it could have easily happened. Yeah. Could have easily happened. Um, you know, now I'm kind of glad they released the Arch News now. I mean, obviously we've known it for, for – I mean, you've been telling us for, you know, over a year now that that's what's going to happen. And uh, – but, you know, that kind of got thrown out in the dishwater this uh, this week with this. I mean, it's probably the best release ever for that, that news. <laughs> You've been a fan for a long time. What what was today like for you? Um, I've still haven't figured, I still haven't settled it in yet. I mean, I'm trying to celebrate, but it's you know, I'm, I'm maybe tomorrow it'll settle in that that this has happened. Uh, I was I was I knew that even if we lost today, that tomorrow was probably going to be an easy win. I mean, you've get I know Delush is on short rest again. But you feel like the guy's a competitor, and now you're going against, you know, their bullpen guy, and 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 you know, there's their Sunday starter, and you feel like, you know, even if we don't win today, like I'm probably going to get it, but it's going to be a long day. I really wish we'd get it, and then then they go up, uh, you know, two one, and and you're like, oh, man, now we're going to have to go to that day. Like, golly, get this guy, just just get him out for for one, just get him out of the game. And we'll see if we can't manufacture something. And Elko comes up, and uh, and I'm watching it with some. Mixed crowd because I mean there's some guys that I pulled for last year with Mississippi State. I was like guys, I mean I, I know how this would feel for me. Y'all are my dear friends, so I hope that y'all win this. I mean it's gonna be hard with y'all rubbing it in my face, but I hope that y'all win this. And uh, anyway, I, I watched it with uh, with some of those guys today, and uh, they said, "What happens if Elko hits this bomb?" And I said, <laughs> "I mean that's two storybook, right? I mean it, it, do do we build a statue before he even gets back?" the parade i mean good gosh like what what happens there and so it it and, and then you have the wild pitches and you're like oh man they're tight they're you know the crowd's getting to them and, and i felt kind of good um and right before the last pitch uh we around everybody and i and i hood up uh, i held up a number one and i go for the first time in my life i'm gonna hold up my like we're number one sign and really mean it like this is the first time ever in my life where that's actually true. This isn't, you know, number twenty-three ranked Ole Miss beating LSU in nineteen ninety-seven or whatever. Like this, this we're literally about to be number one, and it happened. Yeah, it, it's it's just a it's a remarkable day. It really is. Um, by the way, I think I have fixed our Skype issue Good for deal. a minute. I've had to come up with a different. Good deal. Number. Have a great time. Thank, Thank you, Cole. For, appreciate uh, the, doing this. Appreciate the time, buddy. Thanks, bud. All right, I've got a uh, a new number up here. Give me a minute to get out of this page and go to here. 
Got to get rid of the bots. All right, let's see if I've got this up. All right, someone try that number, and we'll see if that works. I'm I'm scrambling a little bit here um, as we do this. Thanks to Cole for giving me a few minutes of time. Um, someone try that number if you can. Six six two two five nine eight five three four. Try that number six six two two five nine eight five three four. We'll see if that works. If that doesn't work, I don't really know what else to do. Yeah, I don't. I don't know what our problem is. Chase is working on it on his end, but. Not really sure that I know what to do. Yeah, Dub says, you know, we're serious when we start getting those those calls. It says it's busy. Um, yeah, I I don't really I don't really know where to go from here, honestly. Um, I'm looking, trying to figure it out. Yeah, we didn't get hacked by the hooker bot. We just, we've got an issue. So, my mother is in the thread. She says it's busy. Thanks, Mom. Um, yeah, I'm trying to figure out what to do here. Um, I don't know. I'm a little flummoxed. I'm not going to be here Wednesday night web. That's the problem. I'm going out of town on Wednesday. Um, and chase is going to be at the parade. So no, that's not what I want to do. Um, trying to figure out how to take calls. My mom probably does not want to call in and I don't know all the numbers. I am going to try that real quick. Let's see. I'm going to try this. Hang tight. Everybody hang with me. I'm trying to figure it out. That's not it. Um... I don't have Bubba's number, Luke. Um, told it's going to be fixed here in a few minutes, so uh, working on that. So hang tight. I'm going to sign out of this. I'm going to sign out of this account and go to a different account. Let's see if it works. Just bear with us.
I know this isn't great pod for people that are listening, but we're two hours and something in. We're going to get it figured out. We're going to get this done together. We're going to overcome this obstacle. Uh, I don't, I don't even know a story time right now. PC says, give a story time. I, I really don't have one team arriving tomorrow at the, the walk of champions. Someone says, which finally means something. Uh, that's a cool thing. Um, let's see. I'm entering a code now. Appreciate everyone kind of hanging with us here as we kind of, All right, um, I'm going to put the phone number back up, and we'll see if we have this figured out. All right, there's that number. If anybody wants to give that a shot, give it a shot. Uh, Chase said that he's got it fixed. It should be reactivated within the next 15 minutes, and that was a little while ago. So y'all can try that. We'll see if we get it. And we'll go from there, which is kind of the best we can do. Um, Gron wants to know how the Thunder could pass on Jabari. It's it's very clear the Thunder targeted uh, Chet Holmgren from the very get go. That was their guy. If you, I watched Sam Presti's press conference yesterday, they they viewed Chet Holmgren's upside as so significant that that's just the way that they wanted to go. All right, here's what we're gonna do. Y'all hang with me. I'm gonna take a, a brief time out here in the thread. Uh, I'm gonna come back. I'm gonna try to kind of figure this out. Give me a second. I'm going to take a time out. I'll be back in just a minute. All right, I'm back. Let's see if we can uh, get this worked out. I'm going to do this one more time. I'm going to cancel out of Skype. I'm going to reopen Skype and see if that does it. No, I did not have to do that. That's not what it was. All right, try the number now, somebody. Let's see if we got it worked trying to do a trying to do a reboot without getting out of the stream that's what it boils down to trying to kind of figure out how to do that i'm about to call it myself and see what happens um at some point it just kind of is what it is Yeah, I'm still getting the busy signal. No idea. Chase said it might take 15 minutes. Um, I apologize. Kind of one of those things really out of my control. Um, I'll take questions in the thread while we give it 15 minutes. I don't think it's been 15 minutes. Um, Yeah, Webb wants to hear Bubba. I'd like to hear from a lot of people tonight. I apologize. It's totally, there was no way I could have known this was going to happen. Um. Just is what it is. Said that the message he got from Skype was it could take 15 minutes for it to be reactivated. So we'll give it a few more minutes. Um, someone dropped me some questions in the thread that'll help me here as we've 
we're almost three minutes, three hours, I should say, into the um, into this show. <laughs> I don't want to break down the football depth chart. <laughs> uh, Hugh Freeze stories. You know, it's funny about Hugh is um, I actually like Hugh Freeze a lot. We had our we had our our, our moments, but like. I had a much better relationship with Hugh Freeze than I ever had with Houston Nutt. Like I never thought Houston Nutt was fair to me. I always thought Hugh Freeze was pretty fair. Um, I actually thought he was a good guy. I just think the acclaim got to him, and cha- I thought he changed. He he became when celebrities wanted a piece of him. He didn't know how to say no. I think if he had had some people around him who could have said, hey, you're losing, you're kind of losing yourself a little bit. Um, I think that would have, I think that would have helped him a lot. But he kind of surrounded himself with kind of yes men and also people who weren't used to that either. And that's one of the things that happened to him. But I actually have a lot of empathy for what happened to Hugh. The NCAA came after him and I think he felt like a victim and 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 all of that. Um have ever covered a team that won a national championship. I basically covered LSU football 2003 when they won the national championship. I, I covered like nine of their games. I was there a lot of midweek stuff. So I kind of felt like I covered that was kind of something close to a national championship. But um, this is probably the closest I ever did. I covered a Saints team that went to the NFC championship game. They lost to Chicago in the NFC title game the year that the uh, Peyton Manning and the Colts won the title. Um, what does Woodward, what Scott Woodward feel like tonight? Well, a little stupid because it could have been avoided that whole thing. Scott Woodward could have completely solved that deal last summer by telling Mike's agent, Hey, I'm not hiring him. I'm not hiring him. That's all I had to say. I'm not hiring him. And frankly, he owed in that because Mike is a, um, Mike is a LSU guy. He and Cammy both graduated from LSU. Mike played at LSU. He coached with Skip at Skip Bartman at LSU. LSU is a big part of of um, LSU is a big part of Mike's life. And for LSU's athletics director to string him out like that and hang him out was wrong. Um, it was bad, wrong, and. Um, that could have been avoided. I blame Scott Woodward for so much of that, the whole deal. Because Scott could have easily let Mike know, hey, we're not hiring you. Don't jeopardize your situation at Ole Miss. And it would have it would have gone away. Uh, do I think Hugh will ever coach in the SEC again? I don't. I really don't. I think that ship has sailed. Uh, by the way, it appears that there might be a Skype problem that's not us, but is actually Skype. Chance this is not actually on us. It's on Skype, which just makes me feel better. Um, let's see. I was looking for some. I know I missed a few. Where does this move Ole Miss in terms of an athletic program as a whole in the SEC? Um, I, I said this earlier, I think this shows anybody that doubted it, that you can win big at Ole Miss. 
Is it going to be more difficult than it is at some other places? Of course. But you absolutely can. And when you look at the fan support this week in Omaha, Nebraska, during what is essentially a recession, um, the price of flights, the price of hotels, the price of tickets, the price of food, uh, people changing their summer trips, people abandoning um, previously scheduled vacations, leaving the beach to go to Omaha, Nebraska, which is not an easy place to get to, people canceling cruises to get to Omaha, Nebraska, people eating so much money to go see Ole Miss play on the national stage. I think it speaks volumes about the fan commitment. You saw the crowd that went to the Sugar Bowl. You saw um, – you know, the, the cotton bowls, a few. <laughs> you you saw just the amount of um, of support that's there. And now it's a matter of, in some of the other sports, turning that sport, that support from not just that, but people being willing to invest in NIL and to do those things. Yeah, the, the number of people that went and, and spent money on, I mean, when you spend four dollars and fifty cents on a Jello shot, better yet, when you spend a hundred dollars on Jello shots, you're just doing it to support your team. You're not really actually consuming that many Jello shots. You're doing it because you love your school, you love your, you love the program, you love the people in the program. That's that was there, and so that's the part that really stood out from a national television standpoint. I don't know what the ratings will be on the College World Series finals. How many people watched? Um, the game Saturday, how many people watched the game today. But if you did, the one thing that stood out was the number of people that were there. That's a big-name program on the other side. I mean, Oklahoma's a national brand. I mean, you know, Oklahoma's one of the 10, 15 athletics programs in the country that people recognize it nationally. And you overwhelmed Oklahoma from a fan standpoint. And, you know, that's um, that's pretty remarkable. Uh, someone's Brad's asked me in text, does this hurt Woodward with other coaches moving forward? The smart ones, yeah. Yeah, the smart ones, sure. It absolutely does. Um, it, sends a, it sends a message that, that he's cutthroat because he didn't have to do that to Mike Bianco of all people. I mean, think about that for a minute. He could have easily told Mike's agent, hey, I'm not hiring him. I know I know he's at Ole Miss. I know he's got a good deal there. I know he's interested in the job. He doesn't need – I'm not hiring him. I don't need that to go public, but I'm not hiring him. If you need to use us for a little um, leverage with Ole Miss, go for it, but I'm not hiring him. I'm not interviewing him. By interviewing him in a in a place where people saw it, and people absolutely saw it, it was in Birmingham, by doing that, he he jeopardized somebody that was the father of one of the players on the team. I mean, his son played at LSU. He's Mike's good friends with Paul Maneri. He's he's great friends with Skip Bertman. He talked to Skip Bertman just this week, according to uh, Kyle Peterson and David Delucia and and, and Delucci and some of those guys. I mean, just it was crazy wrong. It really was. The more you think about it, the more it just it was crazy wrong. Um, 
probably about to, if we can't get this to go through, probably, probably going to stop. And I apologize, but it appears that it is a Skype problem. Yeah, it's not us because we're we've gotten a notification that um, that that the account's reactivated and it's fine. So this is a Skype issue. Um, again, reiterating our plans for the rest of the week. Uh, this will be the Monday Oxford Exxon podcast. Chase is driving all the way back on Monday. Um, we'll have a Tuesday podcast as per usual. That's the plan. There won't be a Tuesday night show. Um, I've got stuff going on. Chase is exhausted. He's been gone for nine, ten days. Um, I've done a lot of these late shows. I'm a little tired myself. Um, I'm leaving on Wednesday. I'll be gone the rest of the week. I'll, we'll, we'll, I think we'll do a Thursday show. Chase will be at the the, the ceremony on Wednesday, the parade on Wednesday. Um, and then the, the last part of this week is going to be a little slow. I think Monday is a week from tomorrow is July the 4th. So we're going to take that time off. I think both of us, and I wrote this in 10 thoughts. I think both of us are sort of in need of a little bit of a break. We've got some other stuff going on with the podcast network that we're finalizing some stuff that actually happened today behind the scenes that we're working on. It's all super positive. It's all stuff that we're really excited about. Um, it's going to give us, uh, it's going to be nothing but good news for us and the things that we can bring to you guys. Uh, July starts here pretty soon. And you guys know what month comes after July. And for us, that means the beginning of the grind again. So we both have some time off that we're going to take in July. Uh, be a little slower month. Um, he's got some stuff planned. I've got some stuff planned. So uh, we're both going to get out of town a little bit. But we'll have podcasts for you throughout the course of the week, throughout the course of the month. Obviously, a lot of uh, coverage of Ole Miss's national championship win up on the site. Ten Weekend Thoughts, which is almost all baseball is up chase working on content he'll have content up as well and uh yeah carson and i jennifer carson and i do have a trip planned uh it's a totally different trip this year um than anything we've done in the past that's gonna be a lot of fun um and then laura and i have a trip planned our 25th wedding anniversary was in march obviously it's impossible to do something in march so uh we're gonna do something in july so uh, we're going to take off a little bit. Chase has something planned uh, towards the end of July, and then August rolls around, and it's football, and we'll hit it hard because it's going to be a, a, a very interesting college football season. Again, if you're not a subscriber to rebelgrove.com, today would be a great day to um, to subscribe to our site. Chase is going to have a ton of um, a ton of content coming your way. Uh, over the course of the next 24, 48 hours throughout the course of the week. Big thanks to the, our friends at the College Corner. It's collegecornerstore.com. Go there, enter Ole Miss National Champions in the search engine, and they've got lots of stuff up. I've seen some of it. There's more stuff coming, more stuff coming into the night tomorrow. So keep checking it. Check their Facebook page, their Instagram page. And um, big thanks again to the Clearwater Group, to Corinth Dental for helping with our coverage over the course of the last nine days, ten days, whatever it's been in Omaha. We uh, we certainly appreciate them. They helped us a ton with uh, all the things that uh, we were able to do from Omaha. If you're on your way home from Omaha, be safe driving. Hope you had a great time. I can't imagine how much fun you had. Hope you have a great trip back and uh, we will be back with you on Tuesday morning with another edition of the Oxford Exxon podcast. Again, Ole Miss beats Florida, beats Florida. Ole Miss beats Oklahoma four to two. 
The Rebels are national champions for the first time in the history of the program, the first national championship in a major sport since um, sometime in the 1960s, certainly the first time in the modern era. So really cool. Congratulations to all the Ole Miss fans. Congratulations to Mike Bianco, to Tim Elko, to uh, to Carl Lafferty, to Mike Clement, to, to Peyton Chatney, and all, everybody with that program, all the people that we have come to get to know over the years. Couldn't be happier for all of those guys. A national championship is so hard to come by. They're precious, and uh, Ole Miss got one today. So congratulations uh, to them. Congratulations to all of you. Hope it's a happy day. Hope you enjoy it. We will be back with you on Tuesday. Until then, uh, for Chase, I'm Neil. Take care. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's U-N-I-F-Y-D healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.